episode. You don't even have to put this out next week. You can put it out this weekend. Why, why, why would I do that? I don't know. It might not be good. Well, guys, welcome <laughs> to Marriage Counseling. I mean, the Blue Collar Philosophers <laughs> we're Podcast. Gonna, we're going to call it that, too. <laughs> we're going to call this one Marriage Counseling. Those yes. were my words first. I am Kickstand. That is Biker Mike from Mars. Oy, oy. And we are being joined by the ever-lovely and fun <gasps> Amanda Boudouin. <laughs> Boudouin. Sorry. <laughs> Still can't say it right. I'm English. It's fine. I'm, you I'm don't too have English to. to it's do great. It. Uh, my goal, yes. one of my goals in life, is to say your last name correctly at least once. At least once, <laughs> and then die. And then I, I bet can though, die happy. if you go to Quebec where there's a lot of Baudouins, <coughs> yeah, I bet you like you'll it, still hear it like five different ways. Yeah, I wouldn't no right be surprised. Way. Yeah, and I can tell them straight to their face they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you can go pound sand. I heard it. This I heard way. it straight from one of them. <laughs> oh, I hated that. I heard a guy tell me I heard it from this guy. I'm like, well, then you misheard about something else he was just like no and i'm like no i'm telling you you misheard and he's like no i guarantee i'm like nope shut up see this is why you need a pope to settle disputes like disputes that it's like this is pope super important exactly i mean he needs to stop spending so much time on theological matters and and settle petty little disputes <laughs> that separate the body of christ like moses exactly like just moses exactly what <laughs> moses was the original pope yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Mm. I'm not arguing. How? Prove me wrong. He was told by his father-in-law, "You need to stop setting, set, settling these petty arguments." True. Mm. <laughs> so anyways. I just consider it the Pope a figurehead, though. Like, I could care less about what he says. Because <laughs> well, you you're not Latin. Catholic. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> Catholic. That's true. <laughs> Thanks the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord, you're not Catholic. What if they're the I right? I said, thank the Lord. There's what? a difference. <laughs> yes, but what if they're right? What if they're the right ones and we're the uber wrong ones? I feel mm. like it's going to be cubism. Cubism? Cubism. It's all. What's cubism? I don't know. So I was, <laughs> I was perusing Facebook pages that were talking about uh, like cringy, cringy things pe- religious people say. And there was this string of comments where this post was basically saying that the cross is an inherently anti-christian figure and christians should stop using it for anything yeah stop using it for anything don't you know don't wear it don't put it in your churches it's pagan it's like this is this is syncretism and christians don't use crosses and there's a whole line of comments of people like agreeing and validating this position which is obviously asinine but the the (laughs) best one the best one was this person that chimed in is like i've been doing a lot of research and it's obvious that the cross is a symbol uh about cube worship and you're 100 percent right that christians can't be and he's not doing this ironically it's not a joke like you, you can tell when people are earnestly <laughs> satirical saying, like just saying their beliefs and yeah, he he went on this whole thing about how it was like nonsense invented by Constantine. <laughs> he like one of those like kind of like really conspiracy things, but it's it was about cube worship, cubism. Hmm. Because <clears throat> the only correlation I can make is, is that it geometric shape is geometric shapes. Because <laughs> like my son was just doing this in school, like oh, like basically if you take a cube and you unfold it. And you're using a paper to make it. It does make a cross. I know, but like, but like, cube. I don't know how you can make a whole religion worship. of that. Yeah, how do you make a whole religion off of cubes? 
like we might how be missing something but it's turtles it's turtles all it's, it's turtles, cubes all the way down cubes well, all the way down the easy answer turtles. is obviously it's a false religion yes <laughs> uh, or an entirely made up one yeah yeah Heck, he could have done it right on the spot <laughs> be like, yep, it's cubes it's cubes all the way down <laughs> it just it was so funny did you did you hear about the flat earthers <clears throat> when it comes to turtles all the way down no they you gotta save it for Aaron. oh we gotta save it all right so you keep, you keep wanting to touch I on know. that so bad. So bad. You just, like, I, I imagine oh. you dream about flat earth conversations now. <laughs> I do. They come up. That's really sad, set. Mike. What? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> about what, flat earth? Flat earth. Like, just, See, it's baloney. Like, it's it's a fun conversation because but I people, also am not. The people because who I know do people care, that believe it. <laughs> I know people that believe it, and the people that don't, like, do care, they care a lot. It's like, when the fuck would you say the earth is flat what and they just get very animated i'm like oh the fact that it bothers you this much makes me very interested i know and i want to get two of those people together and yeah, just like true. turn the microphones it on. would be an entertaining conversation it's just not worth my energy yeah oh it's 100 percent mine i'll 100 percent invest <laughs> in that and double down i would on listen it. i just wouldn't want to be a part of the conversation i would spend a whole week beforehand preparing for Studying it just both sides of them just be like yeah, yeah. but yeah, but... <laughs> but have you considered cubes? cubes? Maybe the world is a cube. <laughs> why can, it's why the best, haven't we explored the, the idea of cubism? Right? It's the best of both worlds. You have multi-sides, you have gravity, mm-hmm. but you also have flat planes. It all makes sense. Yep. Cubism. There, yo, I, th- I think we're on something. We started a new religion. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> now we got to make that religion money. I think it's going to have a lot if, of flaws. If, if you want to be part of our religion, you better have a hot wife. Because yes. I want her <laughs> as well. <laughs> T- <laughs> Sorry, I watched Waco. Michael, <laughs> as well, just, as say, well. You you just said you wanted somebody else's wife. I don't know. No, we are a one wife family. <laughs> I don't even know why you're entertaining this. Sorry, wait. I watched Waco and the the, the, the Branch Davidians and all that stuff. <laughs> like the, it was oh in my, my brain. Gosh, what just happened? We made a cult, and the first thing you do when you have a cult is you need to now take on their wives. It's. It's, they they go hand in glove. I don't know why you're not keeping up with this. And then the cult lead, leaders go to jail. Mike. You can start an only. Or die. You can start an or like, die. You can start yeah. a specific foot only fans account and call it polygamy. Polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was funny. That was funny. Oh, yeah, so we good. have to make income streams here, people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so we started a cult. <coughs> why, why is Amanda here? I'll tell uh, you why I'm here. Yes. Um, I, I feel tingy. I think my voice is tingy. Well, you're very close to the microphone as well. That's what you're supposed to do with microphones. You no, know, that's why I have this guard here. Mm-hmm. These it, these it, ones you do not spit protection. You do not need no, to make love to they're, these they're, ones. They're, this is to keep okay, me. Okay, I wasn't kissing it. Okay, <coughs> today is Thursday. And I decided to listen to the episode that got put up yesterday. Yeah, the blue collar philosophers episode. The getting to know Mike episode because this yeah. yes. released like getting to know Mike and a case for Martha. And yep. you brought up a really good point that we should have named <clears throat> it something very different. So about yep. half we can still half an hour, thirty eight minutes or something like that through the episode, Devin says we should call this the Ballad of Little Mike. 
And I was like, that is so funny. Like, why didn't we do that? We we had it because right I there. forgot we, about it already. Forget. recorded it three or four weeks ago, and then we just forget what we were going to call them. You guys need a little pad of paper so that I have when, a board there. That no, I'm but that's to too far away. So that when you're recording, when someone like Devin oh. says something good like that, you <clears> just write it down. Th- how do we know? We didn't know it was good yet. We didn't get any feedback. You don't listen back anyways, so <laughs> you wouldn't know it was good or yeah, not. You until just people. told me it was good. Anyway, so she listened to the latest episode, and uh, she... I found things out about my husband that I didn't know. Yeah, I got... Or that he previously <laughs> never wanted to tell me when I tried to push him for <laughs> answers. Yeah, so I, I was at work today, and I get a random text from Amanda, which never happens. Never. And it's like, you've given me and Mike a lot to talk about. I'm like... I, I, <laughs> Thumbs up? Just, I'm like, I don't know if this is a good thing. I don't know. This. What What have we done? I may have just... You're, the thing is, you're not supposed to listen. The last time I texted Devin, uh, Mike was driving him home or something, and I was like, <clears throat> Mike forgot his phone. Tell him I want a corner store chocolate bar. <laughs> and Devin was like, he just left. Sorry. Yeah. that That's how often... <laughs> I don't yeah. really text men. No. We talked about this on our last episode. On the hat one. On the hat, yeah. The last one you recorded. On Saturday, yes. yeah. Hasn't been released yet. So it will have been released by the yeah. time Yeah, so released. I was like, I I don't know if I did Mike a solid or not here because <laughs> yeah, this, like, this could go bad. either no, way. No, I'm not like here to <laughs> reprimand him publicly, but it might come across that yeah. way. It may, <clears throat> but at the same time, well, yeah. I'm the one who's like, I think there's content here. I don't know what the pro- problems are. Other than me, uh, but we can make content off of it. <laughs> well, <clears throat> she made a list. We, she I did. Sl- I had to go back and listen some more to be like, because I didn't write it down when I was listening the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you enjoy the episode at least mostly? Yeah, it was mostly good. Mostly good. No, it was good. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing I didn't like is that you were calling yourself a Martha, and I don't think you are one. <sighs> oh, we were trying to redeem Martha, though. Yeah, I think I think we had a case for Martha. Mm. Sound like a bunch of excuses. No, 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 no. Okay, but that's like on my second page of notes. <laughs> no, <laughs> second page. See, this is the difference on how you and I process things we hear and how yep. other people do. You and I randomly hear stuff that that shuffles into this like overall cloud of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and then we do podcasts on it, try to pull it out of thin air, and it's pretty and, good. We've and just... other people actually make notes and keep oh, their yeah. thoughts organized. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm going, especially history ones. They're like, I need to talk about this, <coughs> and then this, then this. And I'm like, nope, I don't have time for that. So <laughs> let's uh, let's put the cart before the horse and uh, start at the back. No, <laughs> let's, uh, let, yeah, start at the beginning. Like what, uh, what first started hitting you as a what? Or, what, yeah, what started making you be like, okay, I got to take notes and this is stuff that I want to oh, talk about. Well, just like, okay, so there was Mike telling a bit about his younger <coughs> years before he moved to Fort St. John. And a story he was telling was like, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I understand this other situation that happened later on better now. I don't, I, we were talking about it before we started recording. So I don't know if you wanted to bring it up. Yeah, do but, it. Yeah. Okay. So like, um. Mike was telling about his time in Quebec and then he was working in sales and different things like that. And he's like, yeah, like I used to spend after paying the bills, I'd spend all my paycheck drinking. And I was like, what? But like only a couple of years ago, I had a conversation with his brother and his sister-in-law and 
it was about drinking, and she said, my sister-in-law said, oh, because, you know, like, from Mike's past or something like that. And I was just like, he used to drink more, but, like, I didn't know context at all. And so this story gave a bit more context to that. And I was like, oh, that now that other conversation makes more sense. Now, I may feel like I have to defend myself in little bits here and there. Now, when I said I spent all my money on alcohol, I didn't make a lot of money. <coughs> With that being said, I do feel like people have a tendency to remember you as they last remember you. Mm-hmm. So they don't remember you as you are now. They remember you as you were then. Yes. So the whatever you, they, they just like, oh, well, that this this is going to project onto the future. Like anything that was happening then is obviously still true now where people change. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Is that related to like how you say that when me and my siblings are together, we revert back to our adolescence? Yes. Is it like the same idea? I think I think it ties in pretty tightly because you don't see your sibling as the adult that they are. You still see them as the child that you knew them as. Not you particularly, but all people. Like even my brothers still like revert back to this idea of, oh, this is how we interact. Like, oh, we wrestle. I'm like, no, we don't wrestle. Now I, I'm, <laughs> I murder <laughs> I'm 38 now. We don't wrestle anymore. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, this is not how we engage with one another. And because we've evolved. At least I hope okay. we have. So. Right. Yeah. So in that story, you were talking about how you didn't realize it was a problem until you brought, you just craved orange juice until you brought orange juice to a party. Oh, and yeah. everyone assumed that there was other things in your orange juice. And you're like, no, legit. It's just orange juice. And then you're like, wait, if that's what other problem. people think about me. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it was just interesting to me. That's good. And I'm like, oh. So sometimes it, ma- it made me think, like, do you ever... I don't think you have a problem right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I'm. do you ever think these days, like, oh, like... <coughs> I don't know. Do you reflect on that much or not really? Uh, on the past or on uh, how I am handling myself in the here and now? Because I do imagine that people think that because we drink on the podcast that I must be drinking all the time. Like, this is, oh, okay, he drinks on the podcast. He must, like, every single night he must be drinking like that. No. <laughs> I really don't. I, I I did have a, I shared a bottle of whiskey with my brother-in-law earlier this week, but normally. It was a mini bottle. It was a mini bottle. Yeah, not a big one. Don't get crazy. But, yeah, I do think about, okay, how are people viewing me? How Do people actually see me this way or that way? Uh, do people only see me as somebody who cusses like a sailor on the podcast? And I, I have gone a little more intros- in, uh, <laughs> there's a word. Introspective? That's the word. <laughs> Introspective when it comes to how I am being <coughs> viewed and I'm taking it more seriously. But at the same time, struggling with the... Uh, how sincere am I if I'm constantly self-censoring, but at the same time, we should all have a certain level of self-control. So uh, I'm trying to balance self-control with self-censorship where I don't want to do it too much, but at the same time, I don't want to be curbing my words for every single sentence and just trying not to offend anybody. So, right, yeah, but I'm trying, I'm is your whole life self-censorship because you don't actually swear as much as you do on the podcast in life? You'd- Anytime I'm around you, and like I'm your wife, so... Yeah, and I don't talk to myself at work, so unless I cut my hand, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then it's very, very blue, very streak. colorful, <laughs> very colorful. Uh, yeah, well, we. I really do see it as a being all things to all men. I'm not going to speak that way to you because it's not how we communicate. 
the, it, I, when, when I do swear on the podcast, it's to emphasize a point and to be a little well, more... Well, no. Have you listened more, to some of your earlier episodes? <laughs> I, I regrettably, <laughs> you yes. You guys were putting in, them Reg- in like, as much as you possibly could. And I really do think that was a uh, It's not too late to go back and blurt those out. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No. 100% no. it is. It, it is. It is too late. Can I'm, you not edit them after? Oh, yes, we I 100% can. could edit them. I just don't think but it's... But then it would be, wouldn't it would, be authentic? It would be disingenuous. Yes, it, it would be disingenuous. So they sit there as a document of who we were at the time we recorded They them. get to see the evolution of us, and they get to see the people who are actually taking the time to listen. They could be like, oh, these guys aren't going to hi- carry, uh, cover up their past. It's like, oh, they made a tweet 10 years ago about how the world would be gone in 10 years. Oh, it's still here. That's the same thing to me. I'm like, no, I just want it to be what it is and let you see I'm flawed in this way. And I have edited. So you're saying your excessive swearing at the beginning of your cod pa- of your podcast of our cod pass, was yes. uh, our cod piece. Cod. It's historical. It is, it's for the new it's, piece. It's like a mental cod piece. Like in podcast, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my podcast. So it's historical. Yeah, it's a historical significance to us. And in ten years, when we're millionaires from this podcast, you you can just laugh at me all you want, but it it will be an evolution of okay, he said a lot of stupid stuff, but. I really do think it was a decompression. There was this time of needing to be a little bit more, maybe trying a little too hard, uh, but at the same time, it's what I needed in that moment. And I'm not, ash- not, not, sh- not ashamed. Not ashamed. Ashamed just a, almost feels like the wrong word, but I think it's the right word. It's just, <coughs> yeah, it is who we were and mm. what we were trying to be. And at the same time, we're always growing and getting yeah, better. Yeah, it's no, Your last few that I've listened to, you guys are getting better. So I'll listen even more now. Uh, uh-oh. I feel like we need to throw in a couple superfluous, <laughs> superfluous F-bombs well, right now to... <laughs> just to divert all the people who have like, oh, these guys are not bad. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what she's complaining about. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one that notices. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Which no, makes I, you reflective I, of it. I... I if I no one told you, people, you would be like none the wiser. I know of some mother figures that are in my life that want to listen while simultaneously, like almost in tears, because like <laughs> there's more for you. <laughs> I'm like, calm they down. have soft hearts as <laughs> they, they should when yeah. they're motherly. It's fine. <laughs> I love them, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, this is not for Christians. I've heard Christian podcasts that are for Christians. <sighs> they're not always great. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about, yeah, is. This is where you got, your recording got a little glitchy. Yeah. So like. Wait, what happened? Yeah, there was an error somewhere with the thing. It just. At 54 minutes in, you briefly started talking about your feelings over what is right and how you don't want to acknowledge your feelings and you'd rather do what's right. Oh yeah, suppression of feelings over. Mm. uh, Yeah. But then you briefly talked about kids and how you shouldn't let your kids (coughs) follow all their feelings. Yeah. Which is true. But uh, the butt. Well, it just—it's <laughs> fine. Your mother—it's—it's gr- it's fine. You also talked later on about how you love kids, and you were working with kids ministry when you first came to Fort St. John, and I just found it interesting, um, just like in relation to our own kids. Yeah. Uh what did you say? Kids love me or something like that. Yeah. So do you feel like that is accurate now with your own kids now that you're a dad compared to before when you weren't a dad? It's a different kind of love. 
anyways, it did cut off there. So I think maybe you were gonna you were talking about it more, but it was like a brief sentence, and then you went back to something else that wasn't. Re- yeah, related. I don't know what happened on that glitch, but um, I could not recall the conversation. I even tried re-listening to it because it shows <coughs> the error in the editing software, and uh, yeah, I, I I do think it's a different kind of love when it comes to love your children. Um, it's like somebody else's kid as opposed to your kid. You can deal with somebody else's kid to a certain extent, and at that point, at the point where they become too much, you can hand them off. They're not really your problem, but your own kids, you you can be cool with them, you can love them, you can be all these things. What do you? But do you at can the be the disciplinary. Too much. Oh, you you. Uh, it depends on what you mean. <laughs> Is it a dis- disciplinary too much or a um? What's the word? I guess this wasn't requiring an answer. It was more a thought piece for you. Yeah. <laughs> if they're just overstimulated and just being absolutely insane where they're like <gasps> off the walls, it's like, hey, man, you need to calm down. <laughs> like, they, I know you're having fun, but cur- curb your joy. I don't know. It's a really cur- bad thing. <laughs> curb your joy. Stop being <laughs> happy. I'm miserable and <clears throat> you should be too. I personally notice that you often miss that sentence of, I know you're having fun. But, but <laughs> you skip that part completely. You're just like, calm the heck down. <laughs> You're too much for me. Yeah, cause yeah, cause the uh, and it's just interesting that the children whom we love dearly really want to be in our presence. Mm-hmm. They want to be in the same room as us. Oh, hundred percent. We have toys. We have uh, a giant TV downstairs. We have all these things. And they're like, no, I want to. I want to be close to mom and dad, in an empty room with just a couch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I Mac is like in a phase right now too, where he craves my presence specifically. Like it's it's one of the things where yeah, he's, he'll just he will wake himself up before I go to work in the morning to make sure he's there to have cereal with me in the morning. Oh really? Yeah, it's it's crazy, and not like it's not like he's getting like neglected. And it's like trying to search out extra time. Mm-hmm. It's just important to him right now. Yeah, he's like, like that, I, that's this a, is something he can do <coughs> to get that attention, and it's yeah, something that he can do. It's and there's he's just in a phase right now where he's craving. And you know, I I am for whatever reason. I am making an attempt to not overlook those moments because I know that this is a season. That it might be annoying in the moment, but you know, ten years down the road, it's gonna be like, man, I'm crying into <laughs> your pillow, be like, why won't they be crazy anymore? <laughs> well, not crazy, just wanting to spend time with me and wanting to okay. be in the same room and wanting to have conversations that you know enlighten them. And I just know things. Mm-hmm. I was, I got to tell my kids uh, just randomly. I'm like, do you know what's the worst punishment for people? And they're like, what? I'm like, solitary confinement. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> And it sounds really nice. I'm like, you have to explain what solitary confinement even means. <coughs> yeah, I have to explain it. And then I go into a little more depth. Hand, like, and he's like, down. what do you mean? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the worst punishment is a timeout. Like mm. a, a, a prolonged timeout, essentially. He's like, that's no. And I'm like, no, seriously. Mm-hmm. It's bad. You can be mentally <coughs> destroyed with a timeout. And he, he, he almost didn't believe it but at the same time. I'm like, yeah. It gets pretty bad. It, it's it's fun having these conversations and watching their mind work and their their un, their discovery of it and be like, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. that being said, I can think of an example today where I had to actually draw his attention to the fact that there was a kid trying to vie for his attention. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, sometimes, when, sometimes it's like, you know, you go nose blind, right? Sometimes when that's always there, oh yeah, you, you start to filter it out when your mind is on other things and it takes a little bit to snap you back to, Hey, something special is happening. It's, yeah. or, well, or you're well, being asked because, of. because happens, they're not, they're not stopping. <clears throat> it happens most right now with two of our girls that don't shut up. <laughs> this is the problem. <laughs> See, he says, don't shut up. I'm like, they are nonstop talkers. And I'm like, can you really use positive words to say negative things, please? You're very good at not being quiet. <laughs> so they're chatty. They'll talk to themselves. They'll sing a song. They're playing with toys and using their imagination. And so I understand. I'm, I'm not, and you know, when he's just yeah. home from work, like I totally get it. So sometimes I have to be like, she's telling you this and she wants you to play like this. And I basically, I'm just repeating what she says, but I just... You're the, you're the interpreter. <laughs> you're the interpreter of, <laughs> oh, your daughter wants to play with you. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> just have to, you have to reset your brain into be as engaged as you can be. And then when you... So I got a sore back right now because lifting too many heavy things that I shouldn't. And uh, she's like, okay, you sit there and kick this balloon with your feet. I'm like, all right, I'm digging you down with this game. Like, she's just going to throw the balloon in the air, and I just got to kick it with my feet. I'm already laying on the couch, like, sitting on this round chair. She was in a loungy position, and she's like, you stay there, and I throw the balloon, and we keep it off the ground, and you use your legs, <laughs> and, and I use I'm my like, hands, Dad. Okay. And then, so I do that for, like, one kick, and she's like, okay, my turn. You go down there. I'm like, wait. <laughs> You've altered the game too much. That's adorable, though. Yeah, no, kids are flipping adorable. All right, what are, what are the problems you have with your husband? I mean, uh, things caught your attention that you're like, I think we can dive deeper into this. Oh, I was thinking it was funny that you were like, my wife pushes me and I like it. I'm like, you yeah. don't seem to like it when I do it. No. When I'm like, hey, uh, oh, okay, go to the dentist, go to the dentist, go to the dentist. Okay, fine. So you'll shut up about it. Yeah. Now, well, for ages, I've been like... You need to be job hunting. You need a different job. You need a job. And apparently you like to be pushed, but not when I'm telling you to get a new job. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> David's laughing because I'm working for his company in, in, indirectly. In, indirectly this time. <laughs> uh, it's jujitsu. really is. Uh, it's the tension of pushing and ebbing and flow. And it's, it's a back and forth. Uh, especially, uh, you challenged me with something a while ago. And uh, again, I kick back once in a while, especially something you said today. I feel today. like you kick back all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I already try to limit do, do you it. Want, so I'm like, <sighs> do you want a rug as a husband? Do you just want somebody that you can just boss around and does whatever you tell him, whenever you tell him, without question? No. But I do want you to be an active listener. I, I hear. I hear things. Like when you said today, um, oh, what did you say that was really funny? <laughs> You're really undercutting your point here. I know. It's really bad. You don't seem to like being uh, criticized. Oh, wow. I had something. Damn you, whiskey. Don't blame the whiskey. It's okay, whiskey. He didn't mean it. Okay, well, I'll keep looking at my All notes. All right, you keep looking at your notes and I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say, like, nobody likes chastisement as they're being chastised. But sometimes you look back, you're like, that was good for me. Mm -hmm. And you can like something, you can like something without enjoying the process of going through it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, but like, for example, <clears throat> with 
well, job hunting is different. I try to like approach it. But like, for example, when this whole thing came up, it was because I had asked you about like, oh, why don't you go to prayer meetings or worship nights at the church? And that's what stemmed this whole thing. And so then I have several notes kind of related to that. I remembered. I'm sorry. I don't want to hijack, but it has to do with that a little bit. Where you said today, you don't actually volunteer that much at church. And then I thought about it. I'm like, are you, are you not seeing the time, the, the extra things that I wasn't doing a year ago? I wasn't doing camera. I wasn't trying to get involved. Okay. I wasn't, I was helping with Kid City once in a while, but I have been engaging more and more. And then you're going to say, but you don't actually help out that much. And I'm like, I, I do feel okay. like I'm doing more I than I was. I was saying this in regards to your Martha statements too. Because in when you recorded your episode and you were like listening to it, and yeah. you probably don't remember this because you don't listen back, but listening to it, you made it sound like you've been volunteering consistently for a year and a half and you would rather just serve at the church than go to a prayer meeting or a worship night. Yeah. That was kind of what was implied. Ah, uh, Yes. And because I live with you and I know you, yeah, it's only in the last maybe two months that you're like, oh, hey, yeah, sure. I could be on cameras once a month. Or once a month. I keep getting messages. Okay, yeah. I'm good at it. I must be good at it because they're like, you, But even, for once. example, helping with <laughs> Sunday school on Sundays. Sun- Sunday school and also the we AGM. Just wait. <laughs> we were doing it together because our kids were like, help in Sunday school, help in Sunday school. And so we did for about eight months or something like that. Yeah. And then they'll let me speak and then... Uh, and then we were kind back. of like, we're not feeling this too much and we don't feel like we're really needed. So, yes, at the AGM, <coughs> you helped. I, I did something that people weren't doing. I saw a hole and I filled it. It's, it's right. the story of my life. But that was like earlier this month. It wasn't like, it hasn't been months and months of you doing that. Which no. is why I was like, you're not really a Martha if you've only just started doing it more well, in the I don't, last Okay, month. okay. We, we only see part of it when it comes to Martha. That's just the one time she got Maybe, chastised. Okay. She probably did it inconsistently. It wasn't like, oh, every single week she's constantly there. We don't know that. Maybe it's because I've been called a Martha and I'm much more a... Oh, you're very much more a Mary. Now. Maybe now. Yeah. I haven't always been. But it's because you're a mom. Moms are very servant-hearted and very... um, No, I've been called a Martha prior to even being married. Yeah, I get that. Because I'm a very much like, I can't relax or I can't just sit and worship or be in the presence of God. Not be in the presence, but you know, like, for those who grow up in really Christian-y circles, like, you can't, I can't take the time to just soak in the presence of the Holy Spirit Without having first done all the responsible mm-hmm. things off of the to-do list. Uh, so from your perspective, Mike's self-narrative is not ringing true. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I mean, I I wouldn't disagree <laughs> to the fact that in the last two months, he's volunteered in new ways at church. But... Things like the prayer meetings and the worship nights are already only a once a month thing. 
Yeah, and I don't care for them even then. Okay, but, okay, this is also something I wanted to bring up and say, is that, (coughs) like, our church has been doing these prayer things on and off, but kind of consistently for, like, five years at least. Oh, more than that. More than that. More than that, by. And so, Mike has been to one or two at least five years ago. Yeah. Didn't enjoy them. And so just assumes that they're all the same now. So every time there is one, I like to go. Yeah. And I like to free you to go. Okay. Let me look at my notes, though, because... Um, okay, so one thing you were saying in your episode is that you're like... You were very... You were starting to get defensive. That never happens. Ever. <laughs> and you were, like, very adamant. You're like, I don't need those prayer meetings. Yeah. And then you also said... I did have a conviction about that, though. Um, but then you were all went on about um, how lately you felt stagnant. And I'm like, so as much as you're stubborn and you're digging your toes in the sand and being like, I don't need it. If you're feeling really stagnant, maybe you actually need it more than you realize, and you're just too stubborn. Okay, well, can I make a point on that? Yeah. Okay. So, I myself am going through ebbs and flows of stagnation and trying to find, trying to find uh, what relights the fire, Mm -hmm. and it isn't those things that do it. I, I came in pretty hot and heavy with those prayer summits and meetings and stuff like that when they started. I remember. And yeah. yeah, like it, th- but that was, that was before my deconstruction and coming back to faith after the deconstruction, those things don't do it. It's, it's not a activity that particularly speaks to me in any way, even when I try to. And so I've had to find other things that inspire and light that fire. And so maybe, I don't want to speak for you, but maybe that isn't just the thing that that would be what unlocks it. Maybe there's something else out there that needs some exploration to find rather than just saying, this is something you need, take your medicine. Right. No, I get that. And I don't, I've... It might not be coming across the right way in that I'm not saying that that's like the one answer. I'm not okay, trying to say right. that. That's fair But enough. also I feel like in the last year or even in the last six months, he hasn't given it a try again to see if it's different or the same. Because yeah. I would say our church calls them prayer summits. So if we're talking specifically about prayer summits, the last three or four that I've been to have been way less structured than the ones they used to do. So you're like, there's been a lot more worship, more Holy Spirit led, and not so much like you must pray these things and we have to cover the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit or whatever. You know what I mean? So they have. Yeah. So so less religious structuring. See, for yeah. me, that's a, that's not that, a selling that, that's point. Not, that, that's like, <laughs> oh, a structure? <laughs> you love your yeah, structure. Yeah, so for me, that's like not a selling point at all. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but that's one of the things like I've learned with my wife and I, we have such different needs for our spiritual prayer life. Just night and day. 
it's 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 almost like we're different religions <laughs> it's like on right. some days right so it's yeah it's mm-hmm. it makes it tricky to it makes it tricky for us to do together what we both need for our for our spiritual walk and that's something we're trying to navigate yeah i i I think it would be silly to expect that (coughs) every married couple has to do it the same oh you know interesting (laughs) sorry uh so you you mentioned you mentioned you had a conviction though okay my conviction uh yeah so i was thinking about this recently and (sighs) too often i find myself doing things for me and you finish. I can wait for rum. <laughs> so, uh, I had this path. I don't know if it's a passing thought or a spiritual Holy Spirit conviction or whatever, but it's like, what, it, what makes you think this is about you? Maybe if I go to the, one of these meetings, I could speak to somebody else who has something going on that I, okay. Uh, about a month ago, no, I guess two months ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Two months ago, during the January uh, fast that they do every single year, they were like, Did, can, can anybody speak? Does anybody have something to say? And all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I got something to say. I fasted. It sucked. <laughs> and so I gave this little spiel at church about how it, it was I tough. The year prior. No, no. This is last January. This January you shared from the January prior. From the two years January prior. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. from 2020, because uh, I fasted in 2020. Anyways, and um, I kind of talked about how spiritually, tap, off, nothing. Get nothing at all. No spiritual uplifting. And I was like, but why am I doing the fast? I'm doing it because yeah. I'm called to. What, why do I need to get something out of it? So I had this, this idea of, I need to get something. It's like, no, you just need to obey. So I obeyed. And so when it came to giving this little talk at church, I'm like, I need people, what what my message was is, you're being called to fast. Fast. Don't try and get anything out of it. If you feel like you're getting nothing, don't feel like, don't be surprised, or don't let that be a deterrent. Just be obedient in this. And I have people come up to me after, and it's like, man, that was a really good message. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I have a few people just <laughs> a few randos say to me, too, like, Oh, I really liked what Mike shared. Yeah, yeah I just uh, no, ran. That's that's awesome. However, I will caution against trying to go into a spiritual practice for the sake of other people. Yeah, and and that that that's my deterrent though. That is well, it's the yeah the, the savior complex thing can get yeah uh, dicey, that's a dicey, dangerous territory. So, and that that's where I'm like, okay, where do how, how do I feel on this? If I go to it with a savior complex. Uh, that's a yeah, I'm weird, here to that's offer something real. to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty special. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. That's right. I'm an important man. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, uh, maybe it's not about me, but maybe it isn't, or maybe it is. I don't know. So I'm really torn. Again, I'm 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 growing. I'm trying, anyways. Thing is, I don't verbalize all of it. All right, what else right. you got? So I've tried to get you to verbalize it so that I can help understand Just, you. I am, I'm trying to Amanda, push it deep, Amanda. deep down. <laughs> you the secret. The secret is Knob Creek whiskey. Any bourbon will do. So Any bourbon. Pinch. another thought I had along these same lines, because then after talking about prayer meetings and like actual event nights at church, you were just talking about worship in general and how you're like, I can just listen to an album at home. 
and then you did acknowledge the fact that you don't really do that as much as you should. Yeah, but I could. Right. So, <coughs> way later, like 20 minutes later in your episode, you were talking also about Martha's heart, and I wanted to... This is another one of those, it's a question for you to think on, and you don't have to answer right now, but I was like, where's your heart? Because you're like, it's... it's Just like, Scarred and Where tattered. Where Martha's heart is. Yes, I know. Fuck. Yeah. See, this is why I'm really happy Carissa doesn't listen. <laughs> did she just? Did she just give up? She just gave up. <sighs> so then I wondered doesn't back when you're like, bandwidth. back <laughs> when you said, I don't need it. I was like, is it that you don't actually need it, or that you've gone to meetings before in an expectant way, and then you end up disappointed? Am I too far now? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> there is a sweet spot. There is, there a, sweet is spot. a sweet spot. That, you can't make love to the microphone, but you can't. That's why I have this thing. Yeah, but you can't go Dutch either. It's <laughs> so, my question was, or my statement, I guess. I don't know if it's a statement or a question. Um, Your sta- it's probably a statement <coughs> in, 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 in desire for a response, is my guess. Do you... Um, have you gone to events like this before? Whether, or even just Sunday morning. Have you gone to church Sunday morning expectant that you're going to hear from God or you're going to feel God's presence and then you don't and then you leave disappointed? And so then by not going to other things, you're like, well, I can't be disappointed if I don't even go at all. Uh-huh. Hmm. Interesting. Because I have been there. I'm I'm asking this yeah. because I have been there myself. All right. So where hey, I'm still talking. You can you, <laughs> you can think for a minute. There was a question mark in there. Yeah, you can think for a minute. I I ask not to be like judge and come down on you, but I've been in the same place where sometimes I'm like, Well, God, I didn't feel feel you there, so that means you're never gonna meet me there again. Or, you know, whatever. And that's just in, like, my moments, my own personal moments of stubbornness <laughs> yeah. or seasons. Yeah. Right? Where I am a little more stagnant or whatever. Yeah. Because even though I'm not podcasting yet, like, I've had those seasons too. Wait, did you say yet? <laughs> yet. Interesting. Yet. You said yet. Interesting. You're not podcasting yet. Did I say yet? You yes, you did. Yet. You, yes, you did. What's going on in your head there, Amanda? I have been thinking of reviving my blog, but I have not had a desire Excellent. to podcast. We have. We have all the equipment to podcast here. It's it's just audio blogging. No one would listen to me. Yes. Th- th- nobody should listen to us, and they do. Nobody listens to my podcast. Yeah. Like three See? people. Anyways, <laughs> I, it was just a thought I had while I was listening Yeah. the second time to try to like write notes for recording right. tonight. I was like, I wonder if it's just uh, because you... Okay. Um, a defense mechanism as well. I Just like humor. Think I, oh, I think I have a slight answer to that. When Tell me. <laughs> All she the whispered things. it. That's right. Uh, Tell right me. into your ear holes. <laughs> the thing is, it is going to my ear holes. Well, like a feet. I know you're like f- six feet away, and it's right in my ear. Uh, so... I think lately I have gone to church and other meetings with a very critical mindset of where are they wrong or what are they actually saying, what are they intending to say, and then not saying it. So I'm, I'm, I'm very critical of what I listen to. Okay, so my- now that doesn't necessarily mean negative. Being critical just means analytical in a technical way. Yeah, 
and and that's where I'm I'm trying not to be negative while simultaneously I'm trying to listen and listen with a new depth. I'm not if they say something stupid or not, I'm listening. Yeah. And if you say something stupid, I'm, my ears perk up. I do catch it. If somebody says I think worship is the most important thing, and I'm like, well, worship with bad theologies is pretty. It's a horrible thing. And it's like if you don't have your theology in line, your worship is shit. In my humble opinion. <laughs> but. Uh, Do you feel like you realize that yourself or because I've asked you that several times? Which which part? Do you go to church just to wait to hear them say something wrong? Or are you actually looking to hear what God might want to be saying today? I really do think it's an act of um, almost religious obedience. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get, but I need. I know I need to go. It's, yeah. it's, it's not a get or give. It's a, I, I know this is something I should be doing, and so I'm going to continue doing it, even Social if I don't always... responsibility. Yeah. But, but at the same time, though, like, you're being active. You're engaged. Like, yeah. many, many people go to church out of obligation only to check out the second they sit down. Yeah. And just listen without listening. Yeah. I so mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actively listening. Mm-hmm. The pastor said it was my first time doing <clears throat> camera on Sunday. I know, I know I haven't done it a dozen times, but I know I've done it three. And so if it's the first time he's noticed that... He said I've that? Do- he said this is the first time Mike's done camera this last Sunday. I know. I don't remember that. I, but we, I don't hold on to I, for, 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 false things in the sermon like you but do. It was, yes, if it, but it was Mike's a true like, thing. He said that one thing wrong, I'm going to hold on to it, and no. I'm going to tell you about it later. But and I'm like, yeah, but... I had people message me, it's like, I, I know you've done it three times. <laughs> They're like, I know you've done it more. I had people come up to me after, yeah. because obviously I'm not the only one that noticed. So like for me, like this is my problem with evangelicalism in general, is everything about it circles around people expressing opinions and so it can change from week to week to week or like in so you have to actively analyze what opinions are being said are they correct are they not etc etc because it's so trendy and everybody is trying to always come up with a new coin of phrase to get you to think or something like that and more often than not it's just to be frank kind of bullshit and I just I just check out like and so that's one of the problems I have like there's and and why I don't go to churches like that anymore is because it is all about what has that guy been pondering for the last week maybe 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 if you're lucky he's been pondering it a week (coughs) honestly it was it was Friday he worked on a Saturday delivered a Sunday yeah and like at that point, I'm like, ah, I no. I can't I can't. I, do I know it. it's a bad faith view. I do realize that, but at the same time, the lack of depth when it comes to some sermons not all not all, but the lack of depth when it comes to some sermons does not indicate that he's really chosen his words super wisely, taken the time to really okay, what's the best way that I can say this? Yeah. And, and, and I know they don't have time. I to, get it. To be frank, you and I have sat under some seriously self-obsessed and very wrong teachings, not necessarily from your church. Yeah, no, no, not at our church. <laughs> and man, I, I tell you, like my feelers are so up because of that experience because yeah. bad theology hurts people. 
Yep. Like, I know that that sounds cliche, but it's true. Because you can say something and one person will take take that away and be like, yeah. And they'll sit and dwell and spool on this really twisted thought and take it to its logical endpoint, which is something that leads straight into either abuse or heresy. Yeah. Well, yeah, if they're really good, they can really okay. sell it well. And, and the thing is, it and, sounds... And, and so many are. And the entire church structure is built around the sales pitch, the sermon. Well, it, it's, it's basically the Eucharist. Yeah. <laughs> and th- that's something that me personally, I just... I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And so, right. I, to me, I, I need to be at a church where the theology isn't coming from opinions. It's it's coming from something more timeless. And I'll even say it, wrote. And whatever sermon is there is a very brief and concise exposition of gospel. Mm-hmm. And have it be that. Because I believe me, I can do and do do a lot of my own research and pontificating and all that stuff. And what I need isn't another guy to do what I'm already doing. I need I need something that centers me and pulls me back from the edges that my natural inclinations go to. Right. Now, I do have, I, I was just having this <clears throat> where we have this desire to hear things that are countercultural, but sometimes the things that we hear are wrong and countercultural. Yes, just because it's <laughs> countercultural doesn't mean it's it's poignant or clever or, or good um, or good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We we just like oh well the rest of the world says this is wrong. Well maybe the world has a point in this area, or not not the evil world that we des- that we see when we see the world as the Bible describes it, but the the cultural norms that have been set in place of uh, paying your taxes. It's like, oh, maybe taxes are wrong. It's like, well, I feel pretty violated when I have to pay them or whenever they're deducted or whenever I I had to buy something online. So, yeah, maybe maybe taxes are wrong. It's like, or they're going towards something. So we have this desire for countercultural thinking that we project onto everything. So whenever somebody says something is countercultural, we want to believe it is true. Same thing with our churches. Oh, man. Same I need, thing with I need our leaders. Get, sorry, just selfishly, I need to utilize that way more. <laughs> it's like, I know this is against the grain, but... And people are going to hook, line, and sinker on that way more. Uh, Thank you. Fuck you. You just helped me <laughs> be a way better cult mm. leader. <laughs> In today's age, though, do you think <clears throat> saying this is against the grain is holds much weight? Because I feel like everything Every, is uh, against the grain, it, yeah, so because to speak. It's kind of like sex sells. Like, even though everything right now is like uber sexualized it still works <laughs> yeah the me too movement would be like sexualization of people is bad check out my tits and like they'll be like check out my tits with this new glass do you have moobs mike i oh i 100 percent do <laughs> i would say you don't i amanda's mad i could use a b cup maybe maybe, maybe yeah i am a, mad at him because a. he's skinnier than i am right now I mean, I don't mean just... He's skinnier than everybody. He's he's taller, so he always looks skinnier. My brother-in-law... But he weighs less, too. And I'm like... "Ah." My my brother-in-law, he's like... I was like, oh, yeah, I'm walking around this weight. And he's like, what? No. And he's not that much bigger than me. Mm -hmm. But he's much bigger than me. Yeah. How much do you weigh right now? I'm walking around 160. Fuck you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's the same. I say the same thing, but nicer because... No, you don't. You don't say it's nicer. You just say it quieter. Oh my gosh. I say, Because I know your diet. Don't talk about it. 
I got a shit diet. Dude, like, I'm the cook in the house. We eat the same things, mostly. I know what he eats when you're not looking. <laughs> I have ideas because I'm the one that sees our bank statements. <laughs> you know, dude, as, as an adult, at my healthiest and oh. lightest, I was 195. At your healthiest? Yeah, 100%. Like, fit. Wow, because I cut to <clears throat> 155, so I've naturally <clears throat> got myself down to 160 with just work and not. Yeah, like right right now, I'm sitting at 165 to one, or sorry, 265 <laughs> to 270. Sorry, I'm like, yeah, there's sorry. no way you're 165 because I'm worried. I was that. mirroring his mirroring his words. <laughs> I'm I'm 265 to 270 yeah, right so- now. You're a solid. Like I'm sorry, but you're a solid two. Like you, if you were even to cut weight. If yeah. you were to cut fat alone, you'd still be sitting at over 200. You're oh, well a solid over. dude. Well, well over. Yeah, at your healthiest, you'd be 225, bulk as fuck. Like, you would just, <clears throat> you'd be a force. Yeah. I'd be terrified but, of you. <laughs> I'm not. But but our diets are essentially the same, and I am technically morbidly obese. It's stupid. That, no, that scale is so broken. I hate that scale. Oh, you're short? Oh, you're a little bit over 200? You must be morbidly obese. Um... I don't like the me- unit of measurement. I'm really self-conscious about my weight right now, but I'm going to tell you how much I weigh. I am 10 pounds less than I was when I went into labor with Gideon because I remember stepping on the scale at the hospital <laughs> when I was pregnant with Gideon and like, okay, like check me in. And I was 179. Yeah. Then. I'm not now. Yeah. No, but just, it's very said. depressing to think <clears throat> my last kid was th- almost four years ago. And I'm only it's, 10 it's, pounds lighter than that. No one's judging you. I love you. I am judging me. Yes, but nobody online. And if you're judging my wife, fuck you. Self-judgment. You, you have a kid. You No, sorry. You have four kids and then take care of a piece of shit husband who d- doesn't help out enough. Doesn't you're, go to church. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have a real relationship with God. Are you trying to talk about yourself? Yes. You are not a piece of shit husband. <laughs> I know. but You could help more, but you are oh. getting better at that. And you do go to church all the time. With that being said. If, <laughs> and if you're you, a good lover. You push out four Woo! babies. Oh, man. The power of rum, folks. <laughs> I tell them that without rum. Yes, but you don't tell the world. How many people do you have listening to this thing? Like we'll 100? see. Dozens. We'll Dozens. <laughs> What's the worst thing that's gonna happen? Someone's gonna like text Find you and I'm be like, really "Oh, hey, good. Mike, you're a good lover, hey." <laughs> I know. Maybe your dad will listen to this one. No, we already sweared once. He won't listen. He'll be like, "Oh, said the f word." My father was on the podcast, and the very <coughs> fact that he was on I know, blew that me away. Me. That, that was something else. And <laughs> You haven't had my dad on yet. No, but uh, he, he's shown very little interest. I'm sorry, but right if you show no interest and, and the right conversation, like... You need to do I, a quiz. I want to have Nathan on, and I, I'm just waiting for a topic yeah. that I'm thinking of that, like, oh, he'd really love this one. Okay, for, for justice there, we need to have a quiz. Like, see if you can answer any questions of things we've talked about on it from our perspective <laughs> to prove that he's listened. And once he has, then he can Just come on. Fails all of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, oh, here's some good things. That oh, are right, we're back to the list. Let's do Chapter it. two. I know. This is this is fun for me. <laughs> okay. We haven't fought too much. No. I thought we would. I thought well, Mike I would get more argumentative why. on me. I am a passive. I am. Uh, He's a very gentle soul. Okay. 
<laughs> At an hour and four minutes in and 31 <laughs> seconds, I wrote some of the timestamps. I know. Some You told me to. I know. I just, rough estimate. Okay, Devin told me. Okay. <laughs> you said you had been talking about prayer meetings and then you were talking about worship. And then you said, if someone needs to see me do it, then they have problems. And uh. I thought, what about me? See me do see me do which worship. Well, <clears throat> I think that it's important that you are the leader of our house in spiritual matters, and so I think you probably ha- maybe it hasn't crossed your mind in this way, <clears throat> but like I agree that the church, the people at church that you see on a Sunday morning, don't need to see your everyday Christian walk. It actually has nothing to do with them because it's personal. But I do think that there is something in your wife and your children seeing what you do so that you can be a godly example. Am am I allowed to put words in your mouth? (laughs) Uh, I'll let you talk. Let me me take a go at this. I struggle when it comes to balancing sincerity with showmanship. Where... If I'm doing it disingenuinely, I am putting on a, a facade, a show, an idea of what I think spirituality is, while simultaneously trying to exemplify into existence, like speaking things that are not as if they were into existence. <coughs> so how much do I do? So I make the effort to stand when I know to stand to sit when I notice it, to be a good example of someone who is conscious and aware. You don't see me on my phone. You don't see me being passive in the moment. But what you do see is someone in attention, maybe not lifting their hands the way that everyone else is. But that's examples in church. I'm talking about at home. Ah. I thought it was at home, uh, more at church. Okay, yeah. No, I misunderstood that too. I thought oh, you were okay. talking about... <laughs> you know, uh, worship because you didn't bring up worshiping. Right. But you had said, I can worship at home by listening to albums. And you said, people don't don't need to see me at church to know that I like, see me at at a prayer summit to know that I'm praying. Yeah. Even at work. Like I've been listening to albums at work and be like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Like, okay, <laughs> but you just come home and talk about podcasts you were listening during the day. Yeah. You don't really say like, oh, I was listening to this album Bec- and it made me think of this. And because I you don't project like, vulnerabilities. Why I, not, I, though? Because you don't. As a guy, I don't. I don't talk about the, the things that are the moments in which I was vulnerable throughout the day. But it's what just, about feelings over what's right? Can I just say, don't put that on our gender? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can do that. Don't thank you, Devin. That's fine. I will. I will take that criticism, and be for me. I, the thing is, I'm saying it to anyone who's willing to listen in this moment. I have those moments. I have those times. Are they? Are they all the time? No. Because but if they. But 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 do you see them all the time? No. You don't even tell me about them though. No, I. I, I because they're not, I don't feel like they're that significant. They're just moments that I have, they're passing, they come and go. And if I need to tell everyone every time I have one, that makes it no, but less normal. 
This is just something that happens sometimes. Do you sometimes. not think that there's some things that I should know about you more than Devin knows? <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm just saying. <laughs> he just looks just away. Just saying. Yeah, but I... Like, when there was club stuff and you, you left the you club, just you're just like, oh, I cried more with Devin than, like... Oh, yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know you cried. Oh, so much. Like, so I know different things much. hurt, but, like, I'm like, okay, but, like, <clears throat> that's where, like... Part of being married is I, you bringing think, me into that with you so I, think, I can walk with you through that. I think a big part of it is you need to trust that it's happening. When I tell you that it happened, be like, I didn't see it. It's like, trust but that it you did. But you don't tell me that it happened until, like, months later. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I have no justification for that. I just, I don't want to appear as, may, maybe it's a projection of a... What I want you to see as opposed to, I don't want to seem vulnerable and affected by the things that are happening around me. I want to be portrayed as a strong man, even though I have vulnerabilities. Okay. And I know that women, that's, th here's that's a really fair. strange thing. Women love a man who is capable of being vulnerable. And while simultaneously, as, a, as myself, I, I, I see it and I know it. But I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want you to know that I'm a vulnerable okay, person. Okay, I will tell it's, you this right odd. now. I do not want you pro to protect me from yourself. No. Yeah. Interesting. I don't. Yeah, but uh, everyone says that until they get an emotional man who's just constantly crying about everything. He no, just comes but across you've as shared like a deeper things with me before about other unrelated you're, things. You're not going to transform into a different person overnight. No. No, and I don't expect you to like share with me, and then like the next morning. You're, well, no, like, like a totally one one even you know one evening of sharing what's going on with you, mm -hmm. and when it's a big thing, is not you becoming that guy. But it, but it, it sets in line a precedent or an expectation of <coughs> oh he's changed. No, I'm still I'm still gonna suppress no. things. I'm still gonna to bottle them up and deal with them as a tumor. And no, to me it shows that you're not as stagnant as I think you might be. No. I don't think I am. You use those words on this episode. Yeah. I, I ebb and, You use the I word stagnant yourself. I ebb and flow. Then you also said it's you a, use humor to ignore things, and it's a defense mechanism. Definitely. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Devin's deep in thought with my hey, words. Hey, you can be simultaneously stagnant and having a flow. There, there needs Stagnant, I know, means to be still, but there is always a current, whether you recognize it or not. It might be slow and immeasurable. There are some people that are dead inside. <laughs> I'd agree with that. But okay, knowing, would, yeah, knowing me, yeah, I would say that sometimes dead, things are actually stagnant. Yes, <laughs> but knowing me and knowing what you project as stagnant, are you dead? Even if you're stagnant for a moment, are you dead? Because stagnant means just done. Oh no, there's still little bugs growing in that stag stagnant cesspool of. <laughs> Like but there, a swamp but there's, is pretty stagnant. But there's still flow to but a certain level. Either there. there's something coming up and going into something else. There's always going to be flow. Or there's bacteria growing. That's not necessarily true. Like if we're going to talk about geological metaphors, uh, you can have the Red Sea versus the Dead Sea. Yeah, but you're still going to have evaporation <clears throat> and water coming from somewhere. Evaporation isn't life, though. No, it isn't. <laughs> like having a having a body of water slowly become more and more and more salty. Like 
basically hoarding salt. Yeah, like the Hoard- Dead Sea. Yeah, that's what it is. It becomes a place that nothing can live. Like it, it's it, it mm-hmm. is actually. It becomes a hostile. Fully toxic. Like the Bible says, we're supposed to be salty. But no, we're supposed to be salt, not salty. Yeah, salt. <laughs> salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Like but putting that's, salt in your pasta yeah. water. And, and that's a good thing, right? But the the tendency to hoard something. Yeah. Like let's let's, let's use Peterson esque language here. When you become a dragon, a dragon is a symbolic figure that is characterized by hoarding. It hoards treasure. It hoards water. That's mm-hmm. what happens in every single mythic tale it ever comes in. And that hoarding becomes its death and becomes death for anything that comes in contact with it. Well, it also becomes some. If you become the dragon, <clears throat> you become something to be defeated. Yes, exactly. So the, the mythic figure of hoarding that which is good, not letting it break through... Like that's the thing to kill, in mm-hmm. order for life to to happen to to throw to fly, to f- oh, wow! I'm totally <laughs> dyslexia <laughs> that to flow and to thrive. We, so, we understood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'll Such just say mom. it is, and 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 I need like I'm not talking to you directly here, Michael, because yeah. I literally just had a fight with my wife two nights ago <laughs> because of feelings and thoughts I was hoarding Mm. it whether you like it or not or whether you think you're flowing or not stagnation is real and hoarding is real and that does produce tension in relationships because relationships need active back and forth Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense oh it 100% does because if you be if if you cease communication, you are choosing stagnation. Where if you can actually break that stagnation and be like, no, I'm going to communicate. Because if I don't, be- when, when things become static or just completely still, they explode. Yeah. And for you and I to sit here and do this podcast and flow to each other is one thing. And maybe that's fine for us as individuals. However, that is no benefit to our wives or mm-hmm. our children. So do you feel, Amanda, like I don't communicate enough with you with the thing? I want to say with the things going, through, your mind? going yes. through my mind. Well, simultaneously, it takes a certain level of asking the right question at the right time. This episode just kind of came up the way that it came out the way that it did. Right, and Devin's good at asking questions, so that's why I'm like, oh, okay, this is a good jumping (laughs) off point. Where where sometimes it's just a matter of asking the right question at the right time. Where maybe you don't think about it, I don't think about it. If if you don't ask, I don't think to answer because, I don't know. But even like I've told you in the past, on like a lighter note, we'll say, I've told you in the past, like, hey, some of those things you talked to Devin about on the podcast, like, I wouldn't mind having conversations like that with you. Yeah. But I said you can't. Again. (laughs) (laughs) The bourbon. (laughs) But also, when I'm in the middle of cooking supper is, like, not the time, right? Like, when I haven't had any adult conversation all day, you can't come out of the gate and come home (laughs) and be like, so Devin and I are going to talk about this. What are your thoughts? Like, 
Well, we I would know be what so, we're talking like, about. I have like... to kind of get to that place of having a deeper conversation because my day-to-day conversations is, have you done your math? Do you need me to wipe your bum? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I do. But, I do. So do you need, like, is is the secret, like, like conversational foreplay then? <laughs> Like, yeah, I would say that's probably actually accurate. Well, simultaneously, we I, have, I'm not trying to be crass. I'm actually I, trying I, to. I, I know that you're not, but at the same time, there is a certain level of. Uh, by the time the kids are in bed, you just want to chill. You just want to hang out, do nothing together, but be together. And it's just yeah, like, we do that a lot. We do, but even there have been nights where you guys have recorded. And you don't go super late, and then Mike comes up to see you out the door, and then he, and then he's like, "Oh, we were talking about this," and like I have been making it more of a point to be like, "Okay, pause whatever show I'm watching, which right now is Grey's Anatomy." Yeah, and be like, "Okay, like I would like <laughs> to engage in conversation." How many, how many, with how many you. seasons is Grey's Anatomy? Such shit! I have no idea. It's just garbage. Apparently, it's still going. So I think there's like 19 seasons. They're still think, going because like this has been months where Google we come it. up from from the pothole <laughs> and she's sitting there watching Grey's Anatomy. I can vouch for this. I'm often like do I often do a puzzle at the same time, or I'm playing like, but, a but, meaningless game on my phone. But we'll engage. We will take the time to chat. Do you need to mix? No, um, I was seeing if my phone so that I could check how many uh, seasons are in Grace. I think it's like 19 or something. It's stupid. I think Vanessa I'm never gonna watch it. So mm-hmm. you could say five, and I'd be like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> There's lots of sex, which I'm not really surprised because it's and lots of, of like, uh, but it's medical, and I like medical type shows. It's right? barely <coughs> medical at this point. No, it's, I like medical shows. You do, yes, you do. You like Doctor Pimple Popper, yeah. but this is like barely I, medical. I have a doctor who is in my extended family. I need to ask him how how ac- how accurate is the sex level of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> of about what's going on in the. Like is everybody oh, in the culture? Everybody? How many lesbians do you work with? <laughs> no, there are lesbians. Okay, so all right. many. On the all right, next time I talk to him, that's hundred percent the question I'm gonna ask <laughs> right at the get go. Hey, when is he coming to Fort Saint John? We gotta have him on. We're gonna have to go to him. All right. He's an ER doctor. He's, he's an ER doctor. He's a doctor. He, o- he only has a couple days off at a time sort of thing, right? Like, he doesn't go on long, long vacations and hasn't for a very long time. Yeah, not since I've met uh, Since <coughs> I've known you, I've never met him, and I've known you a while. You and him would have a friggin' blast. Really? Oh, yeah. Honey, I'm going to Idaho. Idaho? Yeah, I know. You know my answer to that. You have to come with me. Yes. Amanda's a gypsy. She loves to travel, and she just wants to get the hell out of Dodge. When our kids were younger, I was, like, very good at being like, okay, you can go, Mike. But now that you're getting older, more and more, I'm like, I'm you're going taking with me you. with me, with you, because I like to travel, and I like to go do things. And mm-hmm. I Want to like come can. to a heavy metal concert with us? <laughs> no, I think, I'm thinking about doing something else during that. It's, it's around Calgary. Oh, yeah, you're going to go see your sister, maybe. No, no, no. Oh, something else. Anyway. Okay, but I was going to ask you, Devin, wouldn't okay. you say, like, when you were relearning <clears throat> what you believed in everything? Okay. What do you call it? Your deconstruction of reconstruction faith? Reconstruction at that point. Reconstruction of faith. Reconstruction. Yes. Like, I know that you shared a lot with Carissa during that time, right? Yeah. And I'm uh, not she... saying you shared everything. But don't you think it would have been harder if you didn't share with her? Yeah, 100%. Don't you think she, sharing she with was... her helped you get through it? 
You, you keep I feel like you're <laughs> asking rhetorical questions here. <laughs> no, you could say it did. Women she don't doesn't do listen that. anyways, you said, right? No, she, in all, in all honesty, she was my main support and sounding board through that whole experience. It took a little bit and it took some really hard conversations in order to get to a point where we could have real talks. But we pushed through and got to the point where I was able to speak freely about anything and everything that was going through my head. And she was able to process it and respond in loving ways that helped me immensely. Without feeling like yeah. you were criticized and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe at first. Oh, it would I, be difficult at first. <clears throat> yeah, at, at first it was like, oh, fuck no, I'm not talking about this with her. <laughs> Like, that is going to be relationship suicide. <laughs> like, it felt like that. It, it honestly did. Um, and so you were my sounding board in yep. those days. However, it switched to the point where she was my main sounding board. And, you know, you caught some of it, but you were more or less, your, your role was done. Yeah. I'm done with <clears throat> you, Michael. Yes, exactly. I respect that. <laughs> If, if I'm over your wife, we got real problems. There you go, babe. <laughs> I can't believe those words just came out of your mouth. Uh, me neither. You caught yourself. What I'm saying when I mean that is, if I am your number one sounding board and your wife is not, <laughs> you got... <laughs> <laughs> you caught that, Devin? My hand motions. Yep. <laughs> Mike is totally backpedaling oh, Backtrack here. city, baby. Uh, I'm not going to hold you against you, but now I'll that we've talked about you. it. You? Maybe a little. I'll hold it against no, you. Now that we've talked about it and you've said what you've said, I feel like over, the, like, especially in the last couple of years, I've gotten better at, I feel like I'm less, I try to talk to things, like, <laughs> You haven't said sentence. <laughs> because I don't want you to take it the wrong way. You take it the wrong way. In previous years... <laughs> sorry. Defense mechanism. I'm in previous sorry. years, I feel like sometimes you feel like I'm just harping on you. <coughs> and that is never my intention to just like be like... <clears throat> like yeah. pointing the finger <clears throat> and jabbing it into your heart or anything. But right now I'm saying... That I would like you to converse with me more, and I have told you that in the past. Yes, but it's it's funny you say I don't I don't mean it to sound like I'm harping on you. Well, it seems like you're harping, and uh, wanting to converse, and then when somebody puts something out there like uh, my view on angels, and then you, not you, but. Uh, some people have referred to me as a heretic or someone who is deceived, like the, oh, you must be deceived. It's like, why? So, uh, yeah. It, I it, haven't used it, those words, No, but, but you understand how walls get built when you put out an opinion <coughs> that may not be highly popular with a major majority of people. And you're like, oh... Maybe this opinion yeah, you start, is not you start widely accepted. You start to learn in silence because you're you know, sick of getting shitted on for saying stuff out loud. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be And I'm not saying stuff. you do that. I'm saying from personal experience, yeah. that is an impulse I have. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not you, but it's, it's 
it may not be you. I'm not going to say it's not you, well, but it may not be you in a certain scenario. Well, simultaneously, uh, I saw this crazy thing where some, it was a person describing how females or women want men to be emotionally communicative while simultaneously when they are, they have to defend their emotional uh, views to women. So, you're saying, oh, I want you to be more vulnerable and be more vocal and, and say, just tell me how you feel. And when a guy tells you how he feels, you're like, well, why did you do that? Why do you think that? Why, instead of just being like, oh, that's an interesting way you feel, you have to defend yourself. Why am I having to defend myself? You want me to be emotionally vulnerable while simultaneously saying, why do you feel that way? Or you shouldn't feel that way because it affects me this way. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not trying to be... Um, isn't that what you and I do, though? Oh, yeah, but it's, it's different. There's no sexual tension here. Oh. I'm, better I'm not so be. confused right now. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we don't have sexual tension right now, Mike. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure how that factors into well, it at all. Okay. okay, when we talk about each other's phone usage, we get more defensive with each other. Oh, yeah. But well, I, I've just tried telling you the critical. thoughts that go through your head is not something that we, either one of us, have to get defensive about. But it's still worth conversing about. And I think the more we converse, the easier it will be. Yeah. Versus, like, one-offs or whatever. Yeah. The thing is, is trying to build a certain level of consistency with the two, of constantly or consistently being in better communication with one another so that we can work things out will help. If, if it's only sporadically, if it's only temperamental, it is going to be less natural and it's going to be more pushed. Like you're going to be tr- you're going to be trying to communicate more as opposed to actually communicating. I don't necessarily know. I don't I don't think that's tr- that's true. Like practice makes things feel more natural when you and i started this podcast we were thinking <laughs> i was gonna say like sex <coughs> okay <laughs> uh, i have uh, no experience with that with mike <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying with our podcast we we knew the more we did it the more natural it was gonna feel <laughs> so right. it's yeah it's it, true it's like a whole opposite impulse <laughs> of, of what you're saying yeah. Yeah. In the, I don't know. In the beginning, it felt forced. Yeah, hundred percent felt forced at the beginning. It, it was very like, okay, we need to do this. We need to get used to it. Get used to it now. But it's it was, just like, it was like, no, we need to just chill the yeah. fuck out. And, and like, we knew we would feel more natural, like as as time went on, right? Yeah. And like you could tell, like as time went on, we became less reliant on you know liquid courage yeah. you know in order to to be fluid and loose with our tongues and stuff like that i went through a whole three month stretch where i didn't touch any hooch yeah it just became more natural because that was? that was for you for me whatever <clears throat> you're like sweet i'm gonna be drinking and Devin's no not. no because it, it it makes you very conscious of the other individual being at a higher consciousness than you are because they are not using any kind of inhibitor to filter themselves so myself did it make you feel vulnerable not the right word <laughs> stupid where Devin was uh he was firing on all cylinders 
bam, 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 bam. He was just able to, he was like, okay, you're, you ever talk to drunk people? Yeah. Or somebody who's been yes. drinking? He's like, oh, fuck this guy. He's, he sounds dumb or he doesn't sound, I know what he's trying to say, but he's been drinking. Where that's what it felt like, where I was the guy drinking simultaneously aware of the fact that you were talking to somebody who knew that he was talking to somebody who had been drinking. So You could have been a supportive friend and not drank at the same time. Fuck that noise. I'd have been so disappointed in him if he did. (laughs) No, you probably would have just gotten even skinnier, and we don't want that. (laughs) That's right. Fuck you, Mike. (laughs) Just turned on me. We should rename this episode from marriage counseling to fuck you, Mike. No, we're calling it marriage counseling. For the record, sometimes I do joke with Mike and I'm like, fuck you. In the right context. Uh, and he just laughs because it's funny. <laughs> well, I'm hilarious. I do any- <laughs> Amanda is far funnier than people give her credit for. She has some jokes that I'm like, wow. And then other ones are like, wow. I pulled them out with the motorcycle guys and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. There there has been jokes that you have cracked that have literally stopped me from the ability to speak for up to 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What one? What brings? No. Do you remember what stopped you? I don't specifically remember the quip, but we were playing Cards Against Humanity. It was one. Yeah, I know. It was. It was one of those days where you know it was like the two two couples hanging out. We were we played a game and then spent some time just you know BSing. Yeah. On the couch, but at some point you had made a joke that was a callback to an earlier joke, but you made it way funnier because of something that had just been said, and it it wrecked me. Like I, <laughs> I was done. There yeah. was nothing else that was crown jewel of the night. Okay, bye. See you later. Let's, yeah. We there's nowhere to go from here. Yeah, I'm at, she <laughs> she has done that. I got some really good one liners in, but I'm <clears> secretly <throat> really proud because when I was younger, and like my you know when my brothers like throwing comments and you're like, I was never good at comebacks when I was younger. So now when I can get like a really good one liner in. I secretly, or maybe not so secretly, like I revel in <laughs> no it. No like, secret at all. I made people laugh and it was funny, like right in the moment. And I just, it's I love a good it. feeling. It is. It is a good feeling. Like, it's, like, I would say it's almost top five feelings. Oh, yeah. It's right up there with the orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> with the, with a motorcycle? It's, it's, it's right up there. <laughs> like uh, with like a spiritual Motorcycles above orgasm? Shh. Wow. Silence is right <sighs> under that. Wife <laughs> Wife silence. <clears throat> all I can say is you can on the couch. All I can say is you can get orgasms in the winter. But you gotta wait all winter to ride your bike. Uh what is it? Um is that every, absence makes the heart every, grow fonder? Makes the heart yeah, grow fonder, every biker yes. listening right now just went, Hey fucking man, that guy knows what's up. <laughs> And every non-biker is like, he's out of his mind. <laughs> he's out of his mind? Huh? I have other thoughts right now, but I'm not going to say them. <laughs> no, no, do tell, do tell. <laughs> no, no, I think she can't. She can't do it. If she says that, that means it's pretty bad. <laughs> You're not really making bad. me want to know any less. <laughs> I would say it's not manly. Motorcycles are the gayest thing I own. No, I wasn't thinking of that. <laughs> Motorcycles Do tell are why. the gayest thing I know because they are the one thing that I look no. forward to other guys coming up to me like, that's a pretty nice bike. It's like, fuck yeah. 
No. <laughs> My mind was more sexual just now. <clears throat> more sexual than gay? Than motorcycles. Oh. Sorry. All right. Your mom may listen to this, so let's move on. No, her mom won't. My mom really won't. She stopped listening an hour ago. I don't know about that. I'm going to check my notes again. <laughs> this has been fascinating. Yeah, I, gar- I guarantee. That's Knob Creek with whiskey, love. I just saw what? her face when she like took a sip of Knob Creek. It was and- too oh. much, and it was like, it hit me strong. The yeah, peppery yeah, yeah. part. It does. This is 100 proof. This, yeah. This is- <laughs> oh, I really like Devin's question. What charges your spiritual batteries? <laughs> Oh, I don't then, remember how I answered that. Well, you were like, mm, nothing right now. And then you said, well, you know, challenging conversation, blah, blah, blah. And I, my question was, is challenging conversation better than time with God or conversation with God? Because <sighs> you kind of implied that <clears throat> you're like, well, as long as I have challenging conversations with other people about what I believe in, then it's okay if <laughs> wow, it I have. really condescending the way she says it. <laughs> Okay. But, I'm just, uh, again, right, I'm this, not trying this, to sound condescending necessarily, but you don't... I so, I so want to answer this, but I'm going to let you You don't go. go back and listen to your episodes to be like, oh, wait, let me reflect on All that right. a minute. And when you've been drinking, sometimes you don't no. retain it. So, Who are you talking with? If I'm having a conversation with somebody who is more spiritually aligned or can challenge my spiritual understanding of the Bible or the world or... Uh, of life, it can elevate one person to a to to something bigger than yourself. So it can make you more in tune. Because maybe maybe I'm not getting it from the church. Maybe I'm not getting it from services, prayer services, worship services. Maybe because I'm not going to those. But I am going to those. I am going to church. I am going to. Uh, videos and and different types of media content which challenge me in the way that I think of things. So when I when I say having conversations, it is putting myself in a place where I'm actually having conversations that challenge what I'm thinking. Hey, Mike, what do you think about angels? I don't like them. Why? Well, I haven't taken the time with to use my brain to understand them deeper, or maybe I'm so, the fact I'm that so glad you just brought up angels. I don't like them. It, <laughs> it's a good don't. example because he he has told like my siblings. He's like, well, I recorded a podcast with Devin, and we were talking about angels. I don't like them, and they're like, yeah, but Wait, how, what? And okay, I'm like, the fact what he pe- means is he doesn't understand them. Well, how can you just turn around and be like, oh, yeah, they're cool. I'm fine, and they just they. I feel like a lot of Christians, they're heavenly beings. So why do you have to have perfect understanding of everything? Because I can't overlook it. I'm talking with my hands now, in case <laughs> anyone needs to know. The very fact that so many people can just. They're like, yep. And they don't even think two seconds about it. I'm like, what do you mean? So at that I point, don't think two seconds about it. At that point, it. do you not like people that don't think about angels or do you not like angels? A little of both. <laughs> I do not base my salvation on whether or not angels no. do this or do that or what no. they look like. But the very fact that the Bible talks about them <clears throat> and they are angelic, they are amazing. I'm not, I'm, I have no beef with the angels themselves. It's the idea of them. The there was a one-third, according to Revelations, that fell from heaven because they were deceived by Satan. Uh, and, and Revelations is one book of the Bible, Michael. Yeah, but they talk about it. Are, we, are you disregarding scripture? No, I'm just saying 
But God saying, would have given us more information if it really mattered that much. They constantly talk about angels. Just like the flat earth and, fu- and whether or not the six days was six literal <laughs> oh, days. Man, I've it's, got a bone. Not. it's a cube earth. At the moment, I've got a bone to pick with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, who gives a shit? I do. <clears throat> God didn't tell us that we would go to heaven based on whether or not it was six literal days or and six I'm, rhetorical and I'm days. I'm fine with that. I'm talking about angelic beings. So, if I'm understanding you correctly, what you don't like about that idea is, what did, because you've said it to me, like, what did they know that I don't? Yes. Like, so it's, they they must know. He's closer to the Lord, Michael. Yeah. So he's, (laughs) are they? Because one third of them fell. Yeah. So basically the idea is, (sighs) the idea is, if there are these divine beings Mm -hmm. that literally live with God and yet chose to rebel for the sake of eternal damnation. Do they know something that I don't? Or are like, they just weak? <clears throat> They're angels. They live with you. Just said they live with the Lord, right? Like I didn't say that. You did. You said I they said, were. You said they were divine beings. I said they're heavenly beings. Yeah, yeah. heavenly. And yeah. they chose hell. Right, so that puts the question on us with <sighs> less information, with with less firsthand experience with God, of like what is this being that we're worshiping and expecting to give us heaven? Is it all it's cracked up to be? Is this God not really good? Like these are, these are questions that the idea of fallen angels produce. And, And that's a legitimate epistemological question that has deep implications for your eternal life of whether or not the God you're following is good or not. And, and one of the struggles I have is people skim that. They skim it. <coughs> like, nope, they're good. Like, it's one third? Cool. That's fine. If we say one third of the population believes something, we're like, oh, are they wrong? If, you, if one third of the world believes that the Bible is true, we'll say one third. Very generous. One-third says the Bible is true. We say, oh, well, they're right. It's more like one-sixth or one-eighth. I know. <laughs> but That's if still one, a lot. Uh, but if one-third of angels say that, the, that, that, that damnation is worth the risk, we're like, oh, that, that's, that's nothing. That, that, that's fine. They were deceived. And I, 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 just, I don't like the skimming. If you're in the minority in one area, and that's that's and, fine, yeah. and that's fine. But when you're thinking about the beings themselves, or when you're thinking about the concept of themselves too, right? Like it's it's unfair, f- it's unfair for the sake of angels to be mad at them for people's shitty <laughs> theological considerations. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I don't think it should be something that's skimmed over, and it does get skimmed over. And I I don't feel like I should be. Ostracized? Yes. Now, (laughs) on that point, the way you bring it up is you're very much trying to be a provocateur. Yes. Maybe. Thank you, Devin. You're very much trying to be a provocateur. Because if I say something like that, he'll get defensive. He doesn't get defensive. And you leave all, all of that conversation there on the table for unsuspecting victims to try and figure out what to do with yes. in order to have a real conversation. 
Okay. And then when we bring up other points, you're like, but this, but this. And then it's yes, like. Yes, there's always a but okay, this. Okay, so I'll never ask questions ever again because why, why obviously you you're just going to shut them down. No, I, no I, I'm but, challenging. I'm yeah. challenging the but same if, way that I've been If you're going to challenge, you have to be better. You have to be better at shepherding through your points and through there your stuff. There has to be a certain level without, of teaching. Without being provocative. <laughs> because you produce... And I'll say this right now. I fight it in a lot of these conversations we're having, but you produce a effective defensiveness in the way you bring these things up. And I've learned how to deal with it. Yeah. Not everyone can respond the way Devin does. So just just yeah. a, th a thing to think I'm about. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm more sensitive than Devin. <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm your wife. And I've listened to a, a lot of the same things you've listened to and enjoy them and thing is, imbibe them. So I speak a lot of the same language you do. The Can thing we is pause I'm for a pee break? Sure. I don't want to miss anything and I really have to pee. All right. We'll actually pause this time. You want, you want to press? Yeah. yeah. You can All put right. two things together. We were talking about angels. Earlier I said, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't because I wanted to get into the conversation about re redoing that podcast but i wanted to make a comment about feeling energized from conversations so one thing that an old catholic uh doctor of the faith so in the catholic tradition there's various levels of authority that saints have right so a doctor of the faith is somebody who is referred to that as somebody who really has something great intellectually to say, although they had no real magisterial authority, like no technical authority. Hmm. So it's like a, it's like an honorary PhD sort of deal. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, Thomas Aquinas uh, had, of course. Yes. Aquinas? Is Aqu that how you Thomas say Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas. So he's one of the, I would say Aquinas, but I'm really, oh, cause he's saying it wrong. Is it because he's black? I'm known in my family for saying things wrong, so. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he, was a, he was a Christian philosopher from, I think it was the 15th or 16th century. I have no idea. He's one of the main, one of the main kind of like building blocks of modern Christian thought as far as apologetics. And, you know, I say Catholic, but technically it's like Christian because William Lake Craig, very, like it just, everybody uses his thoughts about stuff. But one of, apart from his apologetics, one of his more mystical gifts was a connection with angels. And so he posited that every conversation had an angel devoted to it. Hmm. Every deep conversation whether it's one, two, or whatever amount of people, had a divine being that was there shepherding it al along and blessing it. And the Bible itself talks about the Holy Spirit being presence, present where two or more are gathered. So I just want to say this to validate the idea that deep conversations about belief and philosophy and theology and things like that are a really valid way to have your spiritual batteries charged. There is a divine presence that's there, that's blessing it, that's shepherding it, that is present there to 
make it something more than just two people sharing information from their meat computers. And you may not agree or may not, mm -hmm. but I know you and I know experientially that we come away from these things like lit up. Oh yeah. And not for charged. liquor, lick up, lit up charged with excitement, with energy, with, with a passion well, to do more, to change, to like, so sometimes I, I just, we cut these things off because we're like, okay, <clears throat> we have to go to bed because we got to work in the morning. <laughs> and then after we say that and stop recording, we talk for another hour. <laughs> It happens. It, yes. It, it happens. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. I, I just wanted to make a comment talking about how, like, I really think it's a valid way to have spiritual batteries charged, even mm -hmm. if it's not, even so, if it's not something that seems typical as far as church culture. So when I was talking about being recharged or spiritually ignited or reached. I guess recharge is the best possible way uh, of conversation or getting closer. That's kind of what you were talking about. Well, you were wanting to interject earlier, but I don't think it came yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, I think that's valid and a real phenomenon and something that I know I experience too. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I, I know that I have personally, though, worried that I have worried that Mike has these great conversations with you specifically when you're recording or whatever and then he's like sweet I'm spiritually filled up I don't need to talk to God no hmm. you know what I mean like that it oh, almost that's, that's, trumps. A bit of a that's a bit of a projection <clears throat> yeah so it, I, I it would, might be but yeah. I, I don't know any different fair enough because I, I there's would no say that to me there's the not I don't tell Mike every time I pray. Uh, but why not? <laughs> but um I worry that he then takes it as like that it trumps conversation with God. That he then thinks, well, we've talked about spiritual things or <coughs> things that are in the Bible like angels. We talked about angels tonight, so now I don't need to talk to God for a week because well, that's my spiritual cup is filled that is and I'm satisfied, but in another week you're, you're going to record again. That, that's and if you talk about another spiritual uh, thing, that is a bit of a projection. It is a bit of a projection, <coughs> but I, like I said, I don't know any different. Yeah. So in this one, I'm not speaking up for you. I'm speaking up for me because we're both in the same boat, boat on this one. Uh, I, I would say that the conversation, like the element of talking with God is there. Like, Mike is not just Mike to me, and you're not just Amanda to me. You are an icon of Christ. You are created in God's image. Right. You are a place which the Holy Spirit dwells and interacts through, as well as yourself and me. So it's not just conversations with Mike or conversations with my wife or conversations with you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you're when your framework and worldview is that everybody you're talking to, especially baptized Christians are an icon through which you are speaking to the Holy spirit or interacting with the Holy spirit through that person. It is also a divine conversation. It is also 
communing with the body of Christ. You're a member of the body of Christ and you are the body of Christ. So okay. there's there's an element of that, at least to me, that is integrated. Now, I'm not saying that that's an excuse for not having a prayer life or an excuse for any number of things. I'm just saying it is part of it is part of the milieu. It is part of my spiritual walk to have meaningful conversations with other image bearers of Christ who have the Holy right. Spirit within them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. When you <coughs> when you go back and reflect on the conversations, do you think more like, oh, well, what does the Bible say about that? Or what does God say about that? Or like, where does that hold up in the Bible? Oh, yeah, or 100%. You, or, there's, so there's, then to me, that makes it more Christ-centered in a way versus like, Okay, well, I wonder, like, does this, what does Mike think about this aspect? You know what I mean? You just read yeah. the Bible and you know what to think. Yeah, so what... Right, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really condescending. Yeah. So, so what, what I will say, <laughs> regardless of what Mike's opinions are, every now and then he will say something that, regardless of what he even intends, speaks something to my heart and challenges me to change. And he does that a lot and has since Prob- we've, probably since we more met. than I know. And it's, it's not just him. It's like that, that happens with everybody. Like he's not the only person who I have a real, like, you know, I conversation life with. It just happens <laughs> to be amplified because we do it every week and we're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> best friends. But that happens to a lot of people. BFFs for life. <laughs> and there's times when we reflect on these conversations and even if it's not part of the actual words that are spoken across from each other, the Holy Spirit will talk to me and be like, hey, you're off base there. Right. Or, hey, you just said a heresy. <laughs> lots, <laughs> lots of heresy. <laughs> or maybe this is something that you should bring home with you instead of leaving on the podcast. Right. You know, and things like that, right? So like, it's there. there's more to it than just two best friends bullshitting. Yeah. Does that happen for you too, Mike? Oh, I'm just curious. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll take a look at something and I'll be like, okay, even (laughs) I think it happens more so when I re-listen to it as well. Like actually taking the time. When you re-listen to what? Our own podcasts, our own conversations. Which you already have said you rarely do. It still happens. It still happens. It's rare. That being said, we're very funny. Like, I'm we sure are, me wanting to talk about things laugh. has made you think more about them. Because yeah, you exactly. Haven't really it's, it's bringing that. Okay, I'll bring up a really specific example that okay. that recently happened. I haven't listened to the Free Will episode since it dropped. <clears throat> we'll do it. And that's one of our most challenging topics that we've ever tried to tackle. That was definitely above our pay grade in every way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because you totally get paid for doing the podcast. <laughs> Everything. Oh, ever I understand what you're saying. The money I'm just the being, we're poor. I'm just being sarcastic. And <laughs> just in in my day to day life, my day to day into like internal monologue and thought process and things like that, right. I was thinking about and researching Mormon theology. Oh, that 
shows. Right. Okay. Mike told me that you guys have been thinking. Like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Somebody so, else brought it up. I re-brought it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I've been I've been thinking about the things they teach, things they say, implications of it, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And seeking out Mormon people who are speaking in good good faith about what they believe. And I was listening to one. And I think they were talking, like, it was a Mormon talking with a Christian about C.S. Lewis. Uh, okay. And this Mormon was saying, like, I love Lewis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, a whole bunch of us really like his stuff. But there's one bone we have to pick with him. It's about him being a classicist about certain certain things about the Holy Spirit or, or about God's power. Specifically saying, like, Lewis believed that God was outside of time. And we utterly reject that. And all of a sudden, this... I feel like that's really biblical. Like, we know God's outside of time. Well, we project that God is outside of time. Yeah, but, that's... I mean, we're also, like, Bible-believing Christians, so yes, that makes a difference. that... In nowhere in the Bible is that spelled out, like you just said. Like that's, a, a, that's an implication we make based on various things that we try to figure out. How does this work out if that's not true? Yeah, which is what okay. I mean when I say we project So, so that's, that's an right. abstraction that we get from the Bible. Like it's okay. it's not taught in the Bible specifically explicitly. It's an abstraction we get from trying to consider it. Right. <clears throat> when those of us with common sense use it. And, uh, no, no. No. Well, no. no have you, common have you, sense is a whole other thing. No. I know. Have you ever experienced what it's like to be out of time? Out of time. Have you ever experienced what it's like to be eternal? Be eternal? No. Has any out human Out of time, ever maybe like... Has any human ever considered that? <laughs> no. Outside no, of the effect really. of drugs? Right? Like, no. So that's an abstraction we make, not from experience or common sense. It's what we make from trying to make sense of how God right. works from the revelation we have. So it's not common sense. True. Okay. So that being said, there's wiggle room there. <laughs> but this Mormon theologian was talking about how they utterly reject that. And I saw how their constraining of God to time and space, how that produces the various heresies that they believe in. It's, in, it's intricately, intricately connected to that one assertion they make. And I realized, oh, that's an assertion I made and propagated when I was trying to think about this. Because I was thinking from my own experience and right. not considering revelation or not considering philosophy of what must be in order for the God I believe in and have experienced to be what he says he is. And I, so, I, so I just, I realized like, oh, I made a grave error there and I need to repent of that belief that God is constrained in this way, even if I don't understand it that is something that is going to lead me down a path I don't want to go. Right. So that was an in that was an instance where God used this platform of conversation, this tete-a-tete and back and forth and and this 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 medium we use to bring out what's inside of us and say it helps us crystallize what random crap is going on in our head and say it out loud and then a little bit later you realize oh now that i said it out loud i see what happened there 
Like it, it actually gives me a, something to compare the Holy Spirit to, or it, it gives me, sorry, a framework for the Holy Spirit to talk to me because I actually made what was inside external. I said what was, what was a belief I was holding at the time in a way that I couldn't articulate into something I could articulate. And then I could, then I could deal with the Holy Spirit on how that is actually a heresy. So in that way, yeah, these conversations produce Holy Spirit interaction, produce prayer life, produce repentance. I couldn't do that if I didn't know what was going on in me or if I didn't right. verbalize or crystallize what was going on in me. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So th- just an example of, of something I've dealt with where I've seen the benefit of being able to externalize all these things that are going on in my internal monologue life, thought life, spiritual life. Right. I understand that doesn't displace the time spent with God in scripture and prayer and worship and all that other stuff. No, and that's, and and that's another area of repentance I need to have. Yeah. We, we, it's one of those things of how's that going? Well, it could be better. It's it's a cop out answer of, yeah, of course it could be better. Yeah, I know. Like, even for me, like, I don't want to make it sound like you guys are the bad guys or, like, no, I'm super we, we spiritual. No, we are the good guys. No, wow, I don't want to make it sound like, <laughs> oh, I asked these questions because I'm super spiritual right now and you're not. You might be more, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> M- I should more. seriously go to bed at a decent time and have well, the that energy. Has nothing to do with spirituality, but discipline. No. But yeah, discipline, the discipline to go to bed at a decent time so I've that I have the energy during the day. I've met a lot of spiritual people who are very not disciplined in their life. Like, worship songs come to mind and I sing them out loud frequently. Yeah, huh? I sing old school <laughs> songs and Mike's like, oh, that's an old song. And I'm like, yeah, it just came to my head. I don't know. And she, she doesn't just sing it. She projects. Like, she I naturally project. It. Like, like, there's somebody in the back of the room on the other side of the house. Outside. I go to church and I'm like, trying not to be my loud. Question, my question is, what's, an, what's an old song to you? Um, Mid-90s <laughs> worship songs. Vineyard songs. Oh. <laughs> See, when you when you said old songs came to my head, I was thinking my childhood of like hymns. Like, of, no, like, not but how book. great thou art. Not things you'll find in the hymnal, mm-hmm. but like things from. I was bo- I was born in eighty eight. My Savior God to thee, how great thou art. You break your headphones. I might have. I might have cracked them a little bit. Okay. On on that note, though. Becoming the archetype, how great they are. Fuck! Oh, that's bad. Oh, Woo. like but if like, you ever want the like, good metal, that's it. Um. So Amanda just projects, like when she sings worship songs, she's just. <clears throat> and it's I try not bonkers. to. I'm on worship on Sunday. I'll be projecting because that's what I do. They want me to run camera on Sunday. You should just lock on Amanda the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. That's mine. I. <laughs> I've been. T- okay, the last two Sundays worship has been good on the um, live stream, like played back. But I always listen to myself back on the live stream after. 
the mm-hmm. recording. Post and ghost. Because I don't want to sound self-centered because I don't feel like I am, but I'm I want like to improve and know where I can work on things. Okay, I will say, singing and knowing you're recorded is very vulnerable. That I was there. That crap stings. And so often, if I've been on backup for worship, I'll go back and listen to it to be like, okay, how did I sound? Like, what can I work on? Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I can barely hear myself. And other times, uh, one time during practice, at the last minute, they switched the microphones because my mic wasn't working. It was giving a lot of feedback. And so they switched me to a speaking microphone, but they didn't have time to adjust it in the back, really. Yeah. And so because it's a speaking microphone, it's adjusted to be louder. And so the recording that got put on YouTube, you hear me harmonizing, but it makes me sound like I'm a terrible singer. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but, you know, when you're in the worship set, you hear the lead singer the loudest, and then you hear backup kind of quiet. But because I had the speaking microphone... I was louder than the backup. Okay. And so you only hear me singing like bits and pieces because I'm trying to harmonize. And I, it's so there cringy. Is, there is just something wrong about singing vocals recorded. Like it just doesn't work. I mean, yeah. it, it's a necessary evil. Yeah. Okay. When you go to a concert and you're in the moment, it sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. If you listen to the raw recording of it after the fact, you're like, wow, this band fucking sucks. That's why Tourniquet <laughs> doesn't have a live, a they good live album. Exactly. It's it, That was one of the things. Like, with Kiss, like, great live band. They were legendary until they put out their first live album. Oh, really? Sorry. No, until they recorded their first live album. And then they listened back on it. And they were like, oh... Okay, and so they pretty much re-recorded it all in the studio and then put it out as a live album oh, with uh, with audience with crowd noise. sounds. You have to have like an excellent system and an excellent, excellent system sound and text. You need to be on point. And the fact is, in the energy of the time, in the spirit of the moment, all that stuff, you're probably making vocal mistakes. You you're said probably it right there. Singing spirit of the moment. Yeah, because in the there spirit of the moment, spit- nobody gives a crap. They're all in. They're like they're, they're engaged. They're engaged. The mistakes are forgiven. It's it's all we're all one. We're all doing this together. It's it's amazing. And then you listen back to it on on recording when the spirit of the moment isn't there, and you're like, oh, wow, we all have stuff to work on. <laughs> this is this is humbling. Yeah, I'm yeah. on again on Sunday, and I'm like. You got to not think about it. Post and ghost. Yeah. No, Do like it. And, it's, and it's not just you. Every single person is listening when back I'm worshiping, to themselves and they're being like, oh my gosh, I need to do something Except else. for me. I'm like, I'm funny. <laughs> when I'm worshiping on Sunday, I don't think about listening to it later. Like, I do think of it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I'm exactly. like, if I'm worshiping, <clears throat> if I'm truly worshiping and not trying to put on a show... And I don't care. No, you know, yeah. that's exactly it. I you're not putting on a show. You're and, not and everybody else something. is doing the same thing. But I just guarantee right. you, when they listen to it after the fact, they're like, all they hear is their own mistakes. Do you know that's what I it. would? Yeah. Do you know what I would do to change things? Is add some crowd sound, because there's something to be said when all you hear is the musicians, all you hear is the singers, and not getting any of the crowd sound. Okay. Yeah. You hear that, Jimmy? Put a microphone above the above the audience or in the back or something like that to catch background noise. It'll change the game. I'm it will. You. It Prophecy. will change things. Well, even my sister says, like, if I'm stay home with one of my kids, 
because they're sick or something like that. She's like, I skip the worship and just listen to the sermon because the worship, the sound can be so bad in the recording that it's just more distracting than anything, which I agree. Yeah. So even like the other day, I had gotten a cold on like Saturday, Friday morning maybe or Saturday. And your loving husband. And on Sunday morning, like I hadn't even sat up in bed yet and I could feel it on my left side. I'm like, I feel like I clenched my jaw all night. Like it was just sinus pressure. And your loving husband. It was a little bit painful. The kids were already up. They were really gung-ho for church. So they had, I think three out of four had already gotten dressed and they were eating breakfast. And my loving husband (laughs) (laughs) said, you can just stay home. I'll take all the kids to church. And I was like, well, it's kind of easy. Like, I am I was up at home. I wasn't still in bed. I'm like, three out of four had already eaten breakfast and gone dressed. Super so, easy. So and I thought, well, like, you know, like, I'm functional. <laughs> I thought I could still go to church. And then I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, how often do I actually get a decent break? So, like, okay. He, Mike was in the shower. And I was like, I went into the bathroom. And I'm like, just so you know. Yeah, I'm going to stay home. You can take all the kids to church. And I was like, damn it. Because I was telling people on, I think on Wednesday, for there's there's a Moms Connect group at church. Just kids can play. Moms can connect. And I'm like, it hasn't been our whole married life where Mike can handle putting all the kids to bed or can handle all four kids. That has been overwhelming for him at certain times. He's shaking his head no. no. Like, that's not true. It I is am a true. Father of the year. I am the best dad in the world. Father of the year, three times a year. <laughs> in whose rating system? Mine, obviously. <laughs> so. They're alive, aren't they? Right, Devin? My kids are. <laughs> our kids have been overwhelming for him, right? Wouldn't you say? I'm sure he's told nope. you. Not once. No, that's not something he brings. Shut that's, up, Mike. That's not that. Honestly, that's that's not something he brings. I don't carry to, it over to okay. our dynamic. He's His wife's overwhelmed <laughs> of the children. Maybe. I just you just beat them until they go to sleep, and then you're done. Like hey, for people they, who don't know, Mike, he's they have joking. very do weak, not beat our children. They to have sleep. very weak chins. None of them know jujitsu. He jokes, and when he jokes publicly, which I guess a podcast is public enough, I'm always like, Mike, you can't joke like that. People don't know you. They don't know you're kidding. And that makes me happy. Delight to the men. Glass jaw, motherfuckers. Fear for the children, or for the wives. Oh, gosh. Anyways. Yeah. Where were we? I don't know. I had, I had a question that I wanted to ask I was you. fine with the rum and coke, and then I had some whiskey. What are you talking about? Coke and rum is horrible. <laughs> no, everything's a blur. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. This is good. So well, on that note, I actually wanted to ask you, just in some of the last conversation that we've had here about worship, what is worship to you? I think I've asked that to Mike before, but um, I don't think I I've ever asked that. You're not going to get a straight answer out of me. Yeah. What What is worship to you? Because you've you've been using the word synonymous with singing songs is is yeah what's your thoughts what is worship to me yes don't worry we can edit out the dead space here (laughs) i'm not worried about it (laughs) i 
<coughs> Dead Space shows that I'm thinking. I think worship is a heart posture. In a way. Um, say dishes that don't fit in the dishwasher. If I'm washing them, I don't consider that an act of worship. Fair enough. But if I think of a worship, if I think of a song that glorifies God and I start singing it, then whether or not I'm super conscious of it, I am worshiping it. Mm -hmm. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I have a question for you. If Michael does something good or extols a virtue that is that is good and you... What do you consider good? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Any given just thing. Just any great thing that I do. <laughs> great is, just, is a strong word. Th this this could be just, just anything that makes you happy. And you say, you know what? You're a good dad. <laughs> you know, and you're, you're a really good husband and I love you. Okay. Are you worshiping him by giving him attention and praise? No, I would say I'm honoring him. Yes. Okay. I'm just wondering if there's a difference or if those things are synonymous. Because when you No, because <clears throat> if he clears the table without me asking him, mm -hmm. which is something I often end up doing, but if he does it without me saying, hey, can you clear the table tonight? Mm -hmm. I might say, hey, thanks for clearing the table. Or I noticed you did this. So to me, that's honoring him. If I post on Facebook or go to church or go to mom's group on Wednesday and tell everyone how my husband did this thing this one time, then that would almost seem like an act of worship. I'm worshiping or praising the one thing he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, I'm just wondering if there's a difference between praise and worship. Because I think there is. I think there's a big difference between it. There is, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I always differentiate the two. There's a difference between praise and worship and honor. Mm hmm For sure. Yeah. Okay. That, you know, that, this, just something that I thought of while, while you were talking, I was like, what is the difference between worship and praise? Because I think there's a real differentiation. It's like you can praise lots of things, lots of people, mm -hmm. and be doing it without being in danger zone or anything like that. So and I just, I felt for myself, I felt often in my Christian walk that I have praised God and not worshiped him. Mm. Mm. If that makes any sense. I would say I praise my husband <clears throat> for things he does mm -hmm. that are beneficial to me or are a relief to me or he does because he loves me. But I wouldn't say I worship Mike. Yeah. That's fair. I don't Wait, like. No, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Because really. I, I, and I get it. I, I <laughs> don't. Is Mike being funny? He's not being literal. Yeah. yeah. And, and I get it. Like, I don't worship my wife, although I praise her often. I don't worship my son, although I praise him often. I don't worship my, you know, bike or the brother or, or things like that. Yeah. I'm extolling virtues. I'm giving praise. I'm feeling feelings towards these things, but it's different than worship. And I found myself in this rut where I was 
praising God because of who he is, but I didn't feel like I was in worship. I was just giving him the same thing that I give to my wife or that I give to Mm. to my kid or that I give right. to various things. And so that's been, that, that's been a journey for me is to th- find that, not the extra gear, but to find the, the missing ingredient of what is worship. Do you feel right. like it's giving praise where praise is due, where it may not be otherwise recognized, where you're like, hey, this is something that needs to be acknowledged that is not being acknowledged regularly when it comes to praising the, the good things your wife does, we are like, hey, I don't feel like this is seen enough. We're f- like, I'm not sure the difference there. I feel like praise well, is an appreciation you're, you're... of an act. Yeah. So if I praise Mike, yeah, but it's, a public, it's because it's a he's public, done something that I appreciate. But it's a, pub, a public declaration as opposed to a private one where a worship one could be a private one where you, it's, it doesn't take anyone else recognizing it for what it is or no but the same thing could be said for the same thing could be said for my wife like it's not like i'm going out on the street corners and praising her virtues like that's that's something that i'm doing with her okay yeah yeah. personal like it's it's not like that could be it's it's the same thing whether it's in public or private okay but worship Hmm. can be done in both as well yeah and so i think the difference is I think the difference is sacrifice. You think mm. worship takes more? I th- yeah, I think it. I think it does. I think it, it definitely does. I think it takes just, more than just, than just praise. <laughs> I think it takes sacrifice. But at the same time, you don't want to be. I'm just thinking pay- of songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you are. You, you don't. You don't want to be. You don't want to be the one. You don't want to be like uh, like a pagan who's sacrificing things to God in order to get things from God, yeah. right? Like that, it's not like that. In Danger fact, zone. I think God has reversed it to the point where it's like, you need to give back to God what is God's. And that is, yeah. that is worship. Worship takes more sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Worship is giving of yourself, even if you don't feel like giving. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. We have we have really gone on for a while. <laughs> it's been a bit. We had a pee break. But it's good. I actually have okay. to pee again. Uh, real quick question. <laughs> Small bladder problems. I've with, had four kids. With, again, don't judge my <laughs> wife or I'll fuck you up. Uh, <laughs> you won't. You're actually. I am a. Oh, can I say? I what? really liked when Devin said at the last episode. It's not the whole heart that hardens. You really Do like you remember saying this? It's not the whole heart. I really heart liked it. You were kind of talking about worship and prayer. You said it at an hour twelve and fifty seven seconds. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here for this. <laughs> it's not the whole heart that hardens. I yeah. You were kind of talking about um, like worship and prayer, and then you were talking about. I think Devin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Devin asked if it was, if you, if that was your response since leaving. Um, the organization you guys were part of. And so, he was asking if. If your response to certain events were because of how you always had to be on and always on fire or nothing. 
And so he's like, it's not the whole heart, it, heart that hardens at once. And yeah. I was like, ooh, that's actually really good. That's the thing. I it's, love just, it. it's just the spot you're hurting. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Hey. <laughs> what What is this? Yeah, Mike. Well, it's me I talking agree. to you. Most of this episode has been me in response to the last episode. And my ego is having a hard okay. time taking it, so I've tried to interject as much as I could. Yeah. With that being said, how do you feel your um, questions, concerns, creating a more conversation has gone? Are you happy with the answers you got? For the most part, I understand you, Neil. Never get all your answers. Some of my questions were just more things for you to contemplate. Yeah. And so I'm not necessarily expecting you to have, like, concrete answers for all the things that I've brought up or, like, questions I've asked. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a good starting point. Yeah. To open the doors for us to communicate more. Starting point. I, I was I was hoping we'd be done for like, you know, ten years. We could like you know <laughs> no, my we get our quota. <laughs> sex is not the answer for everything. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> Devin literally like swung his chair around so he could <laughs> laugh a little bit away. Other than that, how do you feel the conversation is like do you feel like it, it we've gone a little um, depth? When you were peeing after I had peed, and I was talking to Devin, and I was like, I hope Mike doesn't feel like I'm bombarding him and just, like, heavy loading. I feel nothing. Judgment on you, it's, because it's, that's not at all what I was trying to... If you're a real man, you feel nothing, Devin. <laughs> Maybe I'm not real. Maybe I'm all a figment of your imagination. But sometimes, like I think I said before, like, you know, b- prior to them <coughs> recording the last episode... When they say, oh, a person close to Mike, that was me. I was asking him, like, oh, why don't you go to prayer summits and stuff? Okay, in our, in like our defense, you under there the was, it was just, it was not an intention to throw you under the bus. No, I understand that. And okay. I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. I like that you guys we, are wise honor. with your words when you post <laughs> things like that. But I don't mind admitting because I don't feel like there was anything super critical of me in that last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, lots of things came to mind. And so I, I like the opportunity to share and be like, hey, but I do feel like when I have mentioned things to Mike, sometimes he comes across super defensive when he's yes. talking just with me. And they mentioned it in the episode. So whisk, whiskey and microphones helps a lot with it. Yeah. Also, but I feel like, he, I think too, I'm not looking for Mike to defend himself. Yeah, but, I'm just but trying to spur is, on conversation. But he feels less defensive talking to Devin. And so this is a good... Inv- I feel like this is a pretty safe environment. If Mike and I were fighting really harshly, I know that Devin would be like, hey, okay, like let's take a breather. <laughs> like, well, or he would just start laughing and it would that, be funny. So, I, I, so I've made this a safe space? <laughs> I'm like the lifeguard? I mean, we're also in our home, <laughs> in our basement, and I feel safe at home. What? Okay. Mike's never hurt me, so With I'm not that like. Being said, you know. if um, if Amanda puts on a question that does put me in a defensive mode, and I haven't had a chance to actually work out my thoughts, like that last episode that we put out, it was. I haven't quite solidified the way that I think about this, so I <clears> think <throat> I need to talk it out, and I had the opportunity to talk it out with you, where. It, 
Put me I, into, it put me into defensive mode with Amanda where I'm like, I'm under attack. I need to defend myself and I'm going to throw hands or whatever I have to do to get out of this conversation. And Amanda, she can't take a punch. Uh, just kidding. She can. It's probably uh, true. <laughs> this is a theory that's untested. <laughs> untested. I have no idea. I've, I love my wife. Like I was saying before, if Mike says anything to me about my phone usage I like get very defensive and I'm she like does. what about your phone usage <laughs> come home and the kids want your attention I know you're I tired your you worked a long day yeah I get it that's I think I think 90% of homes in America have have that very same struggle yeah you guys can keep talking I like can't hold it <laughs> we're probably gonna wrap up yeah let's do a wrap up here but thanks Amanda <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you think it went? This was amazing. Yeah. I learned learn yeah. a little of both. Yeah, this is this was this was very interesting to I, to be a fly on the I mean, okay, no, you're not a fly on the wall because me being here changed the dynamic of this conversation. Oh yeah. The, like for one I interjected a ton and then like <laughs> it was it was good interjection cuz I think <clears throat> you see things in a way that maybe I couldn't even interpret it myself like when it comes to talk about angels you were able to solidify what I was saying very well and like I do have to say great job like saying what I said without misrepresentation and I'm like oh Oh, so Devin was really listening to what I was saying. I, mean, I tried to. Like, the I whole point. I know, but I'm bad at it. So, to see you do it so well, like, I really appreciate that. So, yeah. It was a great conversation. Uh, I hope that if you listen to the episode of Getting to Know Mike, or what was the other title? Uh, oh, it was... Uh, oh, we're going to call it The Ballad of Little Mike. <laughs> the Ballad of Little Mike. <laughs> I love Sh- it. Should I change it? I can still do that. I think you should. I think we should. We should We should take Amanda's advice. And if you are seeing that episode after you're hearing this, you're really late to the game. So yeah. kind of screw you. <laughs> We're the ballad of Little Mike. And she has questions. And I, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's have this conversation. Because apparently she felt like there was more there. Hopefully you felt like there was more there. I mean, there's always more left on the table, okay. right? Like it's... It's impossible to mine all the things. There's too much there. And then to hit every single note every single time, these would yeah. be four, five-hour conversations. And yeah. Then just that like, being said, like, this this honestly makes me interested to know, or to, to see, like, if I can get Carissa to listen to more of the episodes. Ooh, which if, one do you think you would If want there her would to- be a scenario where she's like, uh-uh, no, you're bringing me on just like you did Amanda, because I got a bone to pick with this. <laughs> I'm really curious now. Uh, I mean, yeah. she's got a fucking lot to catch up on, but... Yeah. I don't listen to every episode. No, But I think I just... Don't. It, it came across my feed, like, maybe Devin shared it or something. You or probably Mike said getting it, to know Mike. He's like, I'd like, like to, know to know my husband. I'm like, what did they say that I don't know yet? <laughs> Interesting, yes. I like information. Yeah. So I don't do with it, do as much with it as like Mike and Devin does, but. Uh, with that being said, we got new guests coming on too. Oh, I was excited. thinking. Yeah, we can't talk about it yet. We can't as, talk about it. I was thinking tonight as we recorded, I'm like, I'm the only woman that's been on your guys' podcast. I know. We, we are remarkably sexist. I will admit that. Yeah. <laughs> unless I'm I gonna understand guess, it's easier. Unless I'm going to get something out of it. 
You're not coming it's, on? Yeah, it's just, it, it I is. I must be honest, I would clean my house even more if I knew a lady was coming to record. Yeah, it, really? it is just easier. I, I probably mean, would. You would clean the house more if you knew a lady was, what lady? At least the path what from the lady? front door down to the podcast room. <laughs> what lady would come on this podcast? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe our moms. Maybe you might be able to get my mom on the I, podcast. Honestly, there, there's actually there, there are a couple professional women that I really do want to reach out to really? to interview. Like, um, or what line of field? You don't have to say <clears> the names. Oh sure. Well, okay. One is a okay. One is a professor who is a practicing feminist and also practicing Catholic. Oh. And to me, that Catholic seems... Catholic feminist. Ooh, that would be interesting. 100%. That, to me, that seems like a contradiction in terms, almost. If it's a Zoom call... I think will, of... If it's a Zoom call, will you still clean? <laughs> no. <laughs> I might declutter the office space, but... Yeah. <laughs> hide all the booze. What are you know. talking about? Because I think of feminists as being very much like pro-choice and Catholics are very much pro-life. Exactly. Like, so I want to know, like, okay, that would where, be confusing. Yeah. where do you, where do they intertwine exactly? The, yeah. The terms to me seem mutually exclusive. Cause generally speaking, I'm not going to speak for all Catholics, but they don't use any Catholics. Control. You won't, you, you can't speak Whereas for any Catholics. to me, like yeah. well, pro-lifers okay. so, or feminists are yeah. very I much mean, like, they, if you want an abortion, you go get it. Shout it from the rooftop, sister. You know, like that sort of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How am I? Like, so why does that make my heart so happy watching I'm Devin be all fem? fem. <laughs> you just, you just finger did snap, and finger snap, and head wobble, baby. Head weave. Uh, so for for an example, that is actually a, a person that I really do want to bring on because I like there are there are female perspectives that I really want to know more about. <laughs> And right. I've been really lazy in trying to find them. Yeah, <laughs> that would be do it. Do you know of anybody local that's like that? Uh, that's a that's a Catholic feminist. No, Michael, I don't. I I just like I'm like oh that would be I I'm, I'm digging it down. Hey, I love the idea of digging it down, Mike. Really? Oh. I've said that three <clears throat> times tonight. What are you like nineteen? Yeah, so, I mean, that being said, like, for my Maybe. other podcast, Amateur Christian, I've actually got a several women in mind that I want to bring on for episodes and topics that I just don't think would fit the vibe for this. Because a lot of this is, like, fun. shop, shop talk and bullshitting. <laughs> it really is. It is. It's a lot of fun. You know, I, I want to. I want to bring my wife on for stuff, but I. But I don't. Again, I'm not sure this is the right. This is the right format for it. I don't know. I I want it to be. Well, simultaneously, I don't want to uh, diverge from our our uh, template. I I kind of like mm. what we're doing here to a certain degree. I I don't mind diverging. Obviously, I don't mind diverging that much, but. How much if of us being our? How much of your your wife gets offended by me in the best of times? <laughs> Not yes. on a podcast, just me as myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you put me on a podcast, which allows me to uh, be a little more, a little extra. But uh, you don't have to be on the same I, podcast y- yes. that Devin's wife is on. They could just come over and record without yes, you being present. That is true. 
I could be the one that's present if you really want to both wear third (laughs) wheel. (laughs) I will say in her defense, a lot of that is her trying to have a tete-a-tete with you. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's feigning, feigning offense for the, you know, because it's a joke and, and. Yeah. Oh, she, she's great. I love her. And, and sometimes it's just not connecting. The times that you really offended her. Oh, really? Yes. Is playing oh. cards against humanity? No. No, not at all. No. hundred percent. No. I think she recognizes that's a game. Those have been, Dirty those jokes. have been, uh, scenarios like say on a job site where, she would come in and the dynamic on the job site is job site dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> and jokes or things that are said that is not your fault that I am fully complicit in and she's also offended by equally. Yeah. W- where it is just far beyond her ability to cope with where like this is not okay. Mike's the first to vocalize. <laughs> no, there was one time, I do know that there was one time where her grandmother or grandfather died and I made a joke. And it was a joke in which I just felt like she needed to laugh about something. And I made the joke, made her laugh, whether she liked it or not. And I'm like, hey, just so you know, I love you. And I know you're going through something. And I just wanted to make you laugh a little. I was like, earnestly, I'm sorry for what you're going through. But at the same time, I want to make people just feel a little bit of joy. What what about that scenario was making you think that offended her? (laughs) Because I made somebody laugh at their own grandmother's <coughs> funeral. <laughs> yeah, but you do that to everybody, and everybody loves it. I like, don't know how I get away with it. I, I don't get think away they with necessarily freaking... love it in the moment. Sometimes I, people laugh out I of awkwardness. Made fun of a guy whose mother died the day literally the day before, before. and he gave you a hug. It was like never and changed. He gave me a hug, and I'm like, dude, I know what you're going through, I th- and I love you. Yeah. So I think you're just being a little self-modest or maybe a little self-effacing on that one. That's the kind of shit that does not offend her at all. Okay, just making sure it's not that one, because I, I earnestly no, no, no. don't want to offend her in, it's in just those us, moments. It's just us being beyond the pale crude with her jokes. That's fine. I'm okay with like, her being yeah, offended by that. Yeah, it's the crude that... It's, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, it's the yeah. crudity, where it's but like... I'm okay with her being yeah. mad at that, but if she's in but a that's vulnerable the thing. That's state... Like, Mike, that's what don't I tell me about your sex moves with Amanda. Move, oh. move. There's one. There's one and one only, and it works every fucking that time. That one time, Carissa. <laughs> she is so disgusting. Yeah, see, that would mess her that up. That would mess her up. Hey, Carissa, really... we love you. She's not listening. She might. I've been on, and yeah, you guys haven't that... sworn much. Mm-hmm. Does she get Mostly distracted? Me. Mostly me. Uh, By swearing? Because that's what I tell Mike. He gets First few I tried to listen to, I was like, Mike, your swearing is so distracting. <laughs> so distracting. Oh I God. don't think it's so much distracting as it is disappointing. I'm not sure which is worse. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought about... Maybe it is disappointment. Yeah, it's disappointment. Actually, now that you say that... It's not that. distraction. It's disappointment. Because <laughs> she knows me as somebody who... What are you, my dad? Not like that. I'm not angry. I'm just I think disappointed. That it makes me... It does make me lose my focus. So maybe... Yeah, it's not... <laughs> it is distracting. Yeah. For me, but it's, it's not distracting. It's not distracting like somebody randomly was saying, "Hey!" In the background, you're like your attention goes away. It's distracting because it's 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 confronting you with a different aspect of this person you thought you knew. Right. Okay, we gotta fucking wrap this thing up. <laughs> okay. All right, we're done. We're up. Why up. not? Goodbye. We can talk all night. Yes, we can, but we don't. I don't work tomorrow. How long are we on? <laughs> what do? We, okay, remember we gotta pause on this. We did pause. Oh yeah. We're at 50 minutes before our first pause. 
Okay, we're oh, sorry after our first pause. Okay, it's not a short episode. It's not it's short. Fair. We're probably looking at maybe a Amanda maybe two responds and a half. to. Shh. I thought you said no. Amanda responds like like in Halo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Responds, not Res- respond. Responds. <laughs> Headshot. Uh, I was like, after she went to the bathroom, she responded her normal starting spot, the and then we could start again. Enunciation. Oh, that being said, this I one respond to the last episode, but I do not respawn. I am the same Amanda. Well, thank it, you for it listening. Is, it's almost midnight. <laughs> Thank it's, you for listening it's time to, for me to wrap the sucker uh, marriage counseling. And uh, if you want Amanda on, uh, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? No! There's not enough swearing. That's how we're ending it? Uh, there's not no. enough swearing. We said we were going to be better about how we You can do better, it. Mike. <laughs> God bless.